The views, comments, and opinions of the following program do not necessarily reflect those of Morris Media Studios, MorrisMediaLive.com, or its affiliates. Listener discretion is advised. She, she still doesn't say go, one, two, three, or anything. She just plays the music. Uh, I'm Lewis Dix. Welcome. It's funny. I was listening. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Whatever time is in your frame or frame in your time. I don't know. Um, but the, the James Brown songs are the perfect songs to sing to when you first wake up because your voice sounds like them. Uh, I'm Lewis Dix. The name of the show is... Uh, I got all this paper stuff in front of me, so it looks like I, I know what I'm doing. Okay. So that's why. I, and it's the font is so big, it's amazing. Um, so we got a special show, but before we go any further, um, I was telling telling you guys on the little advertisement that one of our, I was driving around and I um, pulled up and said, let's get in. The, he got in the car, so we have one of our our partners back. Um, we're excited, um, and it, it's interesting because what happened was. You know, we've been losing comics left and right, and, and D. Militant passed, so he texted me and said, hey, did you hear about D. Militant? Every time he, this guy texts me, I know somebody, unfortunately, has died. That's what it seems like. It seems like, you know, if it depends on the time, you know, like, hey, man, you heard. And, that's, and he doesn't say they died right away. He said, hey, did you hear? And then that's it. And then I'm like, okay, somebody died. But welcome back, uh, Jeff Arnold, Chicago's own, a.k.a. John Lemon, is back, is back with us. Um, and his full gray. He said he likes his gray. I love my gray. I'm going to darken mine next week because uh, I'm not feeling that. Welcome back. It's good uh, to be back. Um, the, you sound like I'm the bearer of bad news. Well, and yeah, I mean, not all the time, but the, at a certain hour, there's a text coming from you early in the morning, late at night. It's somebody is. Keeping you abreast of the situation. Yeah, I'm just. I'm hoping one day you don't text me and say, "Hey, you, you hear you did? <laughs> you're dead. <laughs> that, that you're dead." So you know. Uh, uh, but I'm hoping that doesn't happen. But you know, hey, um, we have such a great show today. I hope everyone is um, getting their Christmas shopping and you enjoyed Hanukkah and all that. It's interesting that you have to. It's such a melting pot in America now that you have to say that we're aware coming from Philly that. I didn't know anything about Hanukkah. I knew about 
Jewish people and the bagels, but once I moved out here and my kids got into the private school, it was, you know, no, my kids got, got confused. Uh, Kwanzaa and the Hanukkah candles confused. Oh, really? We had to break okay. it down to them because we, we were the black family in the private school, so we had to do... Uh, the first we one? had to do Kwanzaa. No, we weren't the first one. We were the first okay. active ones. Oh, okay. Because, you know, the they other participated. Yeah, well, the scholarship parents. Oh, okay. See, it's a difference between if you're if you're wealthy enough to pay full paid, price, yeah. you don't have to do it. Right. But if you're in scholarship, you, you have to bring some kind of culture to it. So um, happy Kwanzaa. I hope you guys enjoyed Kwanzaa. I know it's over. Um, but And I hope you guys are doing your Christmas shopping. Uh, and, and you hope you get to see it, you know, a chance to see your loved ones. Because last year this time... Lockdown. Nobody. Lockdown. Yeah. It was, um, but people saved a lot of money last year. Not necessarily. Well, people lost a lot of money too. Oh, but they got them back with the oh no, restitution. People no. got to pay some of that money back. Oh yeah. Well now, yeah. yeah, because I was talking about back then though. But you didn't have, you know, you had to figure out how to break up with the girl so you don't have to spend money on her or a gift to getting her, you know, and making sure she didn't come in town to mess up your whatever you were doing that you shouldn't have been doing. Or the side piece. Yeah, your side piece or you should have done, you know, that whole thing. That's so it was active. You know, but there was a um, silver lining, you know. Um, Which was what? Well, first of all, let's say this. Uh, peace to the heart to everyone that lost someone during COVID. Let's say that because you have yeah. to cover yourself now, you know. And that's interesting because the show. Well, COVID I, didn't take the right people. <laughs> it's funny you say that because the sh name of the show, the, the death of comedy, because we're losing so many comics. That's funny. COVID did not take. I guess people do feel that way. I guess people, Trump survived. <laughs> I guess people. Um, yeah, I guess some people that you didn't feel you felt should have. up every day. Yeah, like, you like this person's still here. Yeah. So, um, well, peace to your heart anyway, because if you lose one, lose one. Death to death. Um, and I have I know people who don't believe in the whole COVID thing. I got my shots. Oh. Well, because I work in the industry, so you had to get your shots. Yeah. And, and coaching, you have to get your shots. And I got my booster. Did you get your booster? No. And it's interesting I'm, because the boss no. lady said that you seem like an anti-vaxxer. I could see that, too. Really? Yeah, I could Why? see you. Because you I'm not compliant with, with the rules? No, because you just, that's your, mm, that's your vibe. That, you know, you don't like going on. You, well, you, no, I, you color outside the lines. As I should, but I, I see, see right there then. As yeah. I should, but I went against it for a while until I lost like two jobs, and it's like, all right. Oh, some money. Yeah, Did I mean, you get COVID? Yeah, I, I got it. Now yeah. before you got vac vaccine or after? It was before. And how was it for you? It, oh, it was, it was, it was, it was brutal. Okay. It was brutal. Did you think you were gonna die? No, never thought that. I always thought that was just like... Oh, so you gangster even with COVID, With huh? COVID, yeah, you have to be. But I thought it was just like a bad case of the flu when I got it. And I was just like, I was fighting it so much. But I continued my workout regimen, though. Mm -hmm. That's what saved me. But I lost like 32 pounds. You got it back. I yeah. See. But that's all right, though. I'm healthy. You got it back. You know? yeah. No, you because yeah. you, you always profess that you're in shape. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you do. You I like, can outrun you backwards. Trust me. And you always trust say you can outrun. I'm not a runner. I'm not a cardio guy. I swim you. I can't swim. I, I hold your breath. I can go from side to side in the pool. Okay, well, see, I can oh, you, swim. Now I've never, so you're saying you, you can hold your breath longer than me. Probably, yes. So that's a challenge. Yes. That you Did you do that growing up? Yeah. 
We did that. Yeah, we kind of did that. Out. Who passed out? No, first? we didn't go as far as who okay, passed out. Yeah, but right. uh, I know one thing you can't do. What's that? That I can do. What? I remember that when I found that out about you. Yo-yo? Yes. He cannot yo-yo. Nah, I can yo-yo. No, you cannot. Yes, I can. Okay, you can't yo-yo. <laughs> yeah, I can. I said that a couple no. weeks ago. This yeah, is, this I, is yeah. who I was talking about, yeah. who cannot yo-yo. No, I can yo-yo. That was about 10, 15 years ago. No, that was more than that. So that you was 20 something years ago. So you could yo-yo now? I was be- yo-yoing there. No, you couldn't. Yes, I was. Walk the dog. <laughs> I was that. shocked that you no, couldn't yo-yo. No, I could. I can't climb I a fence. Rusty. I can't get over it. You were, how are you rusty at yo-yoing? You Come couldn't. On, there's some things that you, you that you <laughs> didn't do. All right. Come on now. You can't climb a fence? I can't climb. Wow. I mean, I can so get over it. I have trouble getting that back leg over. Like, I can't, can't climb a tree so that and stuff like that. just says you never ran from the police. That's, you know, yeah, I so didn't. You didn't jump I cars, didn't. didn't jump fence? No. Wow, so you would get caught instantly. No, I would just snitch. Exactly. Um, so um, I want to show, <laughs> I have a clip number two. Can you show this clip? This is a, a clip I found. I am so, I'm having so much fun finding clips, but I'm finding out that we might have to stop showing the clips, and we'll just show the person's picture and then tell you what the clip is because it would be cheaper. So here's a clip uh, of my man who uh, is just... Oh, he's been funny forever. Yes, if you would. Shoulders Delivering big some head. major zingers about COVID-19 vaccines and even mentioned Nicki Minaj's recent controversial tweets. We had to get vaxxed to come here, you know what I mean? I got vaxxed. I did not have a reaction like Nicki Minaj's cousin's friend, okay? <laughs> but I got Pfizer, you know what I'm saying, because I'm bougie, all right? Pfizer, that's the Neiman Marcus of vaccines, you know what I mean? And then Moderna, that's Macy's, and then uh, Johnson & Johnson, that's, that's TJ Maxx, of course, you know. The 57-year-old also did- That was, I, I edited that so poorly. So bad. Yeah, but, you know, I'm not an editor. So, Cedric Entertainer, shout out to him. And that was interesting yeah. because he's entertaining a room full of stars. It's hard to make them laugh because I've done warm-up and... They just sit there and look they at you. Bullshit. But I wasn't Cedric. I think they're, you know. But before we go any further, um, we have a special guest. I would say it's a gift for you listeners, the 17 listeners we have. And it's a treat for me because I never thought he would say yes. But he, I kind of thought he would say yes because he's been cool since day one, since I've met him. Um, Where did you meet him at? I, 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 I think I met him when I was doing warm up for a show, but he's always said hi, like I like he not knew me, but he accepted me. Right. And, you know, and as a comic world, you know, when greats accept you, you feel like whoa. Okay. You know. So, but I remember going mm-hmm. to his comedy club. We used to go to his comedy club. So listen, uh, born February first, nineteen thirty seven, in New Orleans. Wow. Yeah. Educated at Dillard University and studied at Juilliard, Juilliard School of Music. He's raised by his grandparents. Uh, he received, uh, they recognized his musical talent. I, I mean, I just enjoyed. Uh, he was on Broadway. He was in Harry Belafonte Singers. Yeah. And um, we first fell in love with him Saturday Night Live. He's an original cast. And then right. we all fell in love with him as Mr. Mason, because that was, you know, Cooley the sco- Cooley High. Mr. High. I mean, he was straight. Um, yeah. Car Wash. Uh, then he ran into Martin and made that show funny. Jamie Foxx Fox. made that show funny. And then uh, two broke oh, girls gosh. made their funny as uh, Earl Washington. Show business over 60 years. Um, he was inducted into the TV Hall of Fame in 2017. Please welcome Mr. Garrett Isaac Morris. Hey. Hey, what's happening? What's up? Good afternoon, Mr. Morris. Uh, thank you very much. First of all, 
let me say, uh, sir, that I am uh, grateful to you for having me on your podcast. That, that's it's nice of you to say. Uh, thank you. It's it's our pleasure. I mean, you, are you kidding? We've never had so many people say, "Hey, that's going to be a good show," or "I'm gonna tune in." It's always been a good show. You just downplay it. No, it's Mr. Morris makes it a great show. So, how are you, sir? How you doing? I'm all right. I have my engineer person, who's my nephew, and he's late, <laughs> and he wants me to come downstairs and open the door for him. But wow. now I'm on your show, so I can't do that. Okay, you want to go ahead and open the door for him, and then can I come back in yes. about a minute? Yes, in a minute. Yes. Okay, I'll be right. right back. All right, be careful going down the steps. <laughs> There's no trust in that family. He don't even have a key. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. That's a good point. We should ask him that. Coming over here. <laughs> that's a good. Yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> Most people have a key. <laughs> you know the nephew done fucked up somewhere along the line. Where it's like, hey man, you, you give me my key back. But I'm a good at engineering, uncle. Yeah. You know. I'm gonna show you what you're doing. And are you late too? Yeah. Come on, man. That's yeah. You late. Yeah. But that's the youth of the day. Now, all right. Let's they guess. show up when they want to. How old is he? You would say. You, I, the, um. I would say 30. Mid-30s. He's 84, so he's got to be. If he's pushing 40, then you need to just fire him. Oh, yeah, he's done. <laughs> if he's 40, then, you know, he's, you know. Yeah. Maybe he made. He got to go sit at the kids' table for Christmas. He might have went made a run, too. Because remember earlier what Garrett was saying. No, but Garrett, you know, no, that's DoorDash. You're supposed to get that. Oh, they delivered it? Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I didn't know that. Okay, yeah, but. All uh, the connections Garrett got. As long as he's smoking, he should have a whole dispensary. But you can't trust everybody. So that's a good point about, you know, he's, because he's been on TV for so long. He's got, I wonder, I wonder where he lives. He lives in L.A. Yeah. He lives in L.A. I mean, well, one thing people don't know, I'm sure it's a gate in front of wherever he lives. No, he might just, you know. I don't think he lives near Tiffany Haddish. But he's, he's one of those celebrities that, like, was really out there that needed security and all that. He was able always to walks amongst the people right yeah so you know he was always his own man so that's what i always oh i think that's that. yeah yeah our other co-host dan no, he's just no, who's he's always just, late oh dan yeah, he just he's just what they call um he crossed the picket line who dan oh dan 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 is the other one gets back then it's like okay oh no i told him that <laughs> I told him that. I told him that. I mean, he's going to realize it's slimmer now. I told him, you know, he's got, you know, as soon as TDP comes back, he, you know. But I told him we'll have him, you know, sit in. But he's busy anyway. Like, next weekend he's gone. Oh, is he? Yeah. So, um, but so, you see, Garrett's got his little back. So, that's, well, he has, oh, he's yeah, back. There, there hey. There you go. You, hello? You back? Yeah, okay. Hey, Garrett. I'm back. Okay, I'm back. Yeah, welcome, welcome back. back. Yeah. Yeah. Now, so we were trying to we were talking while you were gone, saying that trying to your your nephew your nephew. I said he was maybe thirty five. How old is he? My nephew is about thirty five. Yeah, he sure is. Okay. No, I'm lying. My nephew's. Um, he just made 30. He just made 30. Okay, so he okay. can be a little late because we said if he was thirty five and up, you should go ahead and fire him because he's not responsible. <laughs> and, and then Jeff said first of all again let me thank you for having me on the show because that means you didn't go to the precinct and check out my warrants no and no. I appreciate that no, I appreciate no, that no no we can, you, you are right warrantless if it's zoom we can't get in trouble because we don't know okay. where you are because of the backdrop who's that you got with you man that's my a good friend Jeff Arnold I don't know if you remember him comedian Jeff Arnold I saw him Arnold. at the precinct last week yeah there you go <laughs> yeah 
Yeah. 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 Now, he was handcuffed and look, right next also, to himself. Also, let me thank you, beautiful man, because when I had my club, you used to come and check me out. Yes. Lewis. Yeah. And and I my, appreciate that. Yeah. And Jeff Arnold used to come with me. We used to roll together. And at the end of the show, don't let me go off before I ask you a question. Okay. I will definitely do that. Come on. And our other host is coming in now. You want to come in? Dan and Green. I don't know if you know him. What's going on? Uh, we're interviewing uh, Garrett Morris. Oh, man. Garrett Morris. Oh, my God. Come here. Come what here. an awesome situation. Yeah. That, Lean in. I don't know. This is my. Hey. Hey, Lewis. Yes. Lewis. Oh, that's the nephew. This is my nephew, yeah. Hey, what's his name? Andre. Hey, Andre, how are you? How are you, Andre? He looks like he an avatar. Say, hey, how are you? Oh, I'm fine. How you doing? Good. Why were you, you Why were you late? I'm sorry. He wants to know why. We, can he get the audio on the hand? Why were you late? He wants to know why you were late, Andre. Uh, 11.15, uh, I walked in, and, or well, I got here before, but I actually left my key. I had to take my uh, girlfriend's car. Oh, that sounds like a nigga excuse, excuse doesn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, so he doesn't have a key to your place, Garrett? Supposed to. Oh, okay. With uh, other people, uh, give me, uh, get, can you get the uh, audio? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's my engineer. He's my engineer. Right <laughs> he's your engineer when you, yeah, he's struggling. He's what school he go to? <laughs> oh, yeah, nah, I can't hear you guys. I'm not going out like that. I wasn't struggling. It's just, I couldn't even hear you guys because he had the audio running through the mic. So, yeah. Was no, so now you snitch. Why were you late? Oh, uh, I wasn't. Oh, I left my key uh, to get in the building, and there was a contractor on the phone who could have let me in, but then said he couldn't because he was the contractor. Oh, so I walked back to the car, came back. So uh, it wasn't my fault, but I mean, no excuse. For me. Hey, Louis, the real reason is the real reason is I'm in the studio city, but there's a light people, a lot of white people, very few blacks, and he didn't trust him. That's what it really. Fair was. enough. Yes, yeah, fair enough. Fair I, enough. We we've been in that area. We've been in there. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. So, but well, well, welcome, nephew, and thank you for um, taking care of uh, your uncle. And um, I'm sure you're what I'm sure you're um, absorbing a lot of knowledge. He, he, you won't believe it, but when it comes to digital stuff, he's a, he can, he's so good, he can hack into the CIA. You're right. Uh, we won't, we won't believe that, but yeah, too. <laughs> no, I believe it. I believe it. Thank you very much, man. We're going to let you go because we want to talk to your uncle. Um, and uh, why does he keep disappearing? Because he's yeah, got um, I'm sorry about that, guys. I, and uh, apologies. I didn't mean to come in uh, abruptly. Oh, it was kind of sudden. If I did no disrespect, I, no, I appreciate you. No, no, we want you to disrespect us. That's what comedy's about. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, uh, you know, but definitely, thanks for having me. You're welcome. That see, now he's he's polite. But uh, Garrett, um, yeah, I wanted to, um, um, I wanted to start off with a weird question. That what has been some of your happiest moments in in your in your 84 years? Oh my God! Well, actually, uh, in the last 15 years, I've had happy moments because I finally. Uh, got together with my nieces and nephews, oh. uh, of whom Andre won, because for like, you know, most of the time I was busy with my career, didn't really hook it up. And about 15 years ago, um, you know, I, when I finally, uh, you know, I had a serious breakup with my ex-wife and me and my nephews and nieces got together and we've been moving since then. And we, we even have a company. Can you see, can, can I stand up? Yeah, sure. Good. Is this here? Yes. Is this here? 
Mm-hmm. Westlife, we're we're producing this these clothes. Westlife. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, we'll we'll hopefully we can get some gear and wear it. Um, uh, hey, before we go, give me your measurements. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. I'm about sponsoring, so I pay for mine. I support black businesses. <laughs> me too, but I like it free if possible. Nah, I support black business. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so Garrett, so you're telling me, so what you're saying is that once you reconnected with family, that boosts your happiness and took you to a better place? Oh, man, I cannot tell you. Because uh, like a lot of us, I've had some dysfunction in my family, right? True. And um, I have no kids. Uh, and I, I deliberately, so I, I, I didn't have kids purposely. But I, you know, I found out that Maybe that decision, um, you know, I might re revisit that decision not to have kids because uh, my nieces and nephews have brought me such joy. Well, you know, being with them. Now, are any of them as did you like you? Your grandparents recognized your gift in music. Are you seeing any gifts in them? Yes, as a matter of fact, I have a niece. He's a digital genius, and uh, Andreas and my niece uh, Kay, uh, she just got a degree. Uh, in in sound um, from um, the American Film Institute, right? Oh, okay. And she produces. She's an engineer. She produces. Um, you know, I I don't have all the words. She's a she's a hip hop artist. Got it. So part of the way she makes a living is through producing herself and other hip hop people. Now, um, I, you you attended. How old were you when you attended Juilliard School of Music? Well, actually, I had already graduated from Dillard University. Okay. Okay. But I got to New York City. And um, uh, just to make a long story short, uh, I when I first got to New York City, I uh, I was 22 years old, and I was homeless actually for about six weeks because of again serious family dysfunction. I was homeless, and um, I, I looked up on um, you know somebody hearing me sing at the YMCA, and I became a member of the Belafonte Singers as a singer arranger at the age of 22. So at that time, I also started studying with, I didn't matriculate in Juilliard. I studied with one of their voice teachers for like 10 years, because if you sing classical music, you gotta have a coach. So one of their uh, Juilliard voice teachers was my coach for like 10 years or so while I was, um, the first 10 years I was in New York City. So at the age of 22, I, you know, I, I was in, uh, I didn't matriculate, but I went with the Bernard U. Taylor, who was um, one of the voice teachers at Julia. Now, I I had read something or heard you say that your grandfather introduced you to blues. So Yes, and look at here. You know about way back there when blues was evil. Now, you're old enough to know that, right? Yes. Way back there, the churches uh, really was, really didn't, didn't like the blues that much. And this is like the churches. I was born in 1937. So in the 1940s, when blues were considered evil, mm -hmm. my grandfather, a Baptist minister, had Ray Charles in his office. He had B.B. King in his office. He had Charles Brown in his office. And I used to go and listen to Ray Charles and B.B. Uh, King and uh, Sister Rosetta Thorpe and people like that in my grandfather's office. So he was violating the rules because he used to listen to Ray Charles and Charles Brown and him all the time. So my, that's why I first heard the blues to my grandfather. Now, I, now it's interesting you mentioned that Ray Charles and other greats were sitting around talking and you would be hearing them. 
What was the conversations like during those times when those those great icons got together socially or off the you're record? About, you're talking about my father, my grandfather? Your grand, like if, you, if you're sitting there listening and hearing Ray Charles, your grandfather and other greats talk, what, what, what are, are they talking politics? Are they talking about the black struggle? What are they, what are they talking my about? Did, my grandfather was not a personal friend of Ray Charles. He just had his music in his office. Okay. And they used to talk about a whole lot of black stuff, including uh, that's how I found out, first of all, that Jesus was not white to my grandfather. Uh, you know, they were, the minister would talk about stuff like that. Uh, they would talk about, um, you know, the um, then was... Uh, hey, hey, Andre, yeah, he yeah. felt Randolph and them. They were talking about Ethel Randolph uh, because then uh, the uh, Pullman Porters were trying to hook up. Uh, you you remember Ethel Randolph, right? Yes. Yeah. So they talk about people like that, and uh, oh my God, um, help me! Uh, a lot of in a, a lot of black stuff, which they weren't be, supposed to be talking about, including they talked a lot about how Jesus was not white. Right. That's when I first heard those discussions from my grandma. So when you got to New York in your 20s, so you it was around, it was in the uh, early 60s, late 50s when you got there. I got there in 1958. Okay, so that was a, it was a lot of stuff going on with, with, with Malcolm and Mark, I mean, the civil rights and, and what, what was that era like socially when you guys got together? It was, uh, it was, uh, what's the word I want to use? It was a whole lot of energy was being put out because people like me, uh, artists like myself, um, want to find a way to use our talents to help out. And I was around a lot, a lot of black artists who in fact, us had that all same opinion. So, um, you know, there was no problem. And with, with um, um, what's his name, Harry Belafonte, Definitely, we're in the thick of it because Harry was very much about supporting, um, you know, um, black causes. So um, yeah, the conversation was heavy energy, um, particularly when Martin Luther King uh, arrived on the scene. Because mm -hmm. I, I understand um, <laughs> that you're a history buff. That's something important to you, black history. And I had I went down the list. I made a list of of black people and most of them all of them are men and i wanted to we were just going to throw out a few names and see if you had any stories about them or anything that we should we should know that we didn't know such as let's say um um james baldwin did you have oh any my action? god man man i was such a fan of james baldwin man he's the first person i found out about the fact that um the thing about a black race mm -hmm. was created in this country to slavery. I remember reading, um, forgot what, what article he wrote. Uh, lately, um, do you know who uh, Isabel uh, Wilkerson is? No, it's, tell us who she is. She wrote a book, uh, you should get it, uh, it's called Cast, Cast, in which she, um, one of the things she talked about is the fact that this country's um, racial thing was actually copied by the Nazis. The Nazis, when they hooked up the Jews, came here first to study our racial system. And they went, and this is in the early 20s, and they, they went back to Germany and used, um, they modeled themselves after 
uh, the, the whole racial system in this country. Anyway, Jack Baldwin, for me, um, was just like an epiphany because I didn't even understand about, I just thought, you know, I'm, I'm a kid, I'm young, you know, and I didn't understand uh, really that there was no such thing as a black race thing until America created it uh, with about 40 years of slavery. And, um, you know, for me, the fact that he was short also, I like that because I'm, I'm short and I like really short guys. Uh, and um, he was also gay. Um, and uh, at the time, one of my idols when I was a kid was I had an uncle who was also gay. And he was gay and black at the time when it was very bad to be there because in the 30s and 40s, if you're gay and black, that was like you know, a horror story. Yeah. Uh, for me, the fact that James Baldwin was so brilliant and was so inf influential, man, and spoke with such truth. Uh, you know, I was just, uh, I saw him one time at a Salvation Army gathering, and there was a Salvation Army building, and he came to talk. Um, but uh, for me, James Baldwin is just, I, I cannot I have the words even to express how even now I'm, I'm so impressed with the brilliance of that man. Mm. Mr. Garrett, Mr. Morris, it is a uh, pleasure talking to you. First of all, I always felt that you Garrett, were... Garrett, bro. Brad Garrett is fine. I, uh, I always thought you were slighted on Saturday Night Live. I always felt you should have been definitely exposed more. Um, but I, I want to know... I approve of that. Yes. yes. Uh, when you were in New York... Um, who did you, you know, especially coming to New York from down south, who did you hang out with after you got on your feet and, you know, started moving around the city? Well, I actually, I was pretty much an introvert, but I did hang out with the guys in the, in the, uh, in the, in the Belafonte singers for real. Um, and, uh, I also hung out with, you won't believe it, um, <laughs> James, uh, Earl Jones. Wow. Oh, wow. uh, Cicely Tyson, um, Clarence Williams, because we all went to the same drama class, was taught by, um, oh, Ed, Ed, what's Ed's last name? Ah, I ought to be ashamed of myself. It was at the drama class that I went to that had James, uh, James Earl Jones, Clarence Williams, Cicely Tyson, and about a year after that, Cicely got into this show called, about, um, it was, um, Oh, it was a, a welfare show. Shit. I'm about to say shit. Can I say shit? Yeah, yeah, yeah you can. Yeah. Louis is going to say it. But that's who I was hanging out with. Um, Godfrey Cambridge. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, I mean, and I, you know, this is before Godfrey became big. Um, but we all went to the same class, uh, the drama class at the YMCA on 105th Street and uh, um, um, on 7th Avenue in New York City. I was told one time uh, by a a famous comedian that Dr. Cosby said that Godfrey Cambridge wanted to be him and he wanted to be Godfrey Cambridge because he wanted to do drama and Godfrey Cambridge wanted to do comedy. Was that part of uh, your uh, understanding that some of the dramatic actors wanted to be funny like you and you had well, it all though? First of all, let me tell you, I, I, even to this day, I look at myself as an actor mm -hmm. with a dramatic background until Saturday Night Live. I was in a comedy show and I've been suffering ever since because after that, nobody would let me do drama. Mm -hmm. uh, oh. Godfrey, I thought, was also a great actor who also had, was a brilliant comedian. And you remember, he did the thing with um, 
um, um, who just died, um, uh, Melvin Van Peebles. Yeah. Uh -huh. Remember that movie? Oh, shucks. Was it Watermelon, Watermelon Man? Watermelon, Watermelon Man. Man. Yeah. yeah. Watermelon Man. Right. Yeah. yeah. Great movie. Um, but, uh, but a whole lot of talk came out of the mouth of these people because I was the youngest one there, so I was learning, uh, particularly from Godfrey, who was very political in his talk. And uh, you know, I was, wasn't surprised that, uh, by his comedy when it started to come out. Mm -hmm. So you, so in that order, you feel uh, acting, and then is it music, and then comedy, in the order of what you feel you're, what you enjoy, or what you feel you're good at, for lack of a better word. When I was a kid, I had, let me tell you what happened. When I was a kid, I had a grandfather, uh, Thomas Phillips, who was a preacher, right? Uh, during the week, he would write his sermons, that's writing. Mm -hmm. On the weekend, he would preach, that's acting. He also had a beautiful tenor voice, he was a singer. He also directed the choir. And what am I now? I'm an actor, singer, writer, composer, which my, oh, my grandfather also composed. One of the songs right now, when you go to any Baptist church, for that matter, any Protestant church, in the back seats, they have those books with the songs. Mm -hmm. yeah. There's a song written by my grandfather. Oh. So right now, I'm a writer, actor, singer, composer, pretty much emulating my grandfather. Well, um, yeah, you know, I don't you know guys... if that's the question. Yes. Yeah, that very much. Now, my thing was, when you joined the cast of Saturday Night Live, I'm back then. How much racism played into you being a member of that? Oh God! Oh God! Um, I remember when I first met um, Michael O'Donnell. You know who he was, right, yeah. Lewis? Mm -hmm. He was up there with Lampoon, right? Right. So when I met him. I incorrectly assumed he was more progressive. Got no, it. he wasn't. He was one of the most racist people on Saturday Night Live's uh, group of writers. Wow. Uh, and I remember one time, the very first show we were going to do, there was a doctor in one of the skits. And I suggested me doing the doctor. And Michael says to me, well, Garrett, the people might be thrown by a black doctor. Now, Lewis, I'm from New Orleans, Louisiana. And as a kid, I was surrounded by not only black medical doctors, but black PhDs as well. So when I heard that, I couldn't, I couldn't even believe this reactionary attitude coming from Michael O'Donnell, right? Mm -hmm. uh, now, I'm not going to lie. I was not an angel uh, since the five years I was chatting on live. And I was also a cocaine fiend. So I was making a lot of enemies. Uh, but that's still what you're saying is true. There was a whole lot of racism coming out of some of the, some of the writers. Lord himself, I did not look upon it in that way because my five years there, I did a lot of things which I feel he should have fired me for, but he never did. Now, what was was that a collective thing of of drugs going on at Saturday Night Live? Because you survived and a lot of them no, didn't. No, not really. Although people have that impression, um, I, you know, was a cocaine fiend. Uh, you know about John Belushi, mm -hmm. and um, but um, for instance. Um, um, Lorraine and Jane, um, they were not into drugs. Got it. You know, and after the show, people would hang out at a bar downtown uh, New York City. But because I was an introvert, I did the wrong thing. I didn't hang out 
and not hanging out after the show is pretty much like not going to that golf game yeah. with what deals were made. Yeah. Same thing with that. I should have gone and formed relationships, right? I didn't because I was an introvert and also of a cocaine fiend who had a couple of chicks usually at home that I would go and do whatever, whatever, whatever I'm gonna go. My man. Yeah. <laughs> what, what? Wasn't all bad. What, what, so you were a functioning addict, you're telling us. Uh, basically, yeah, basically then, yes. How, how, did you, how did you save yourself from that life? What, what choice, what, what did you do? How did you? Well, you know, you, you, you come up against a wall when you realize you're hurting yourself, you know, and um, basically uh, it wasn't even the amount of money or anything like that or losing friends because you lose friends when you're an addict, but you also gain friends. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you gain friends who are also into the same thing you're into. Mostly what I came to realize was that I had lost myself. I lost the Garrett that I wanted to be. And that started me on a long road to um, getting out of it. I finally, I don't know, I wound up in LA and went to uh, Alcoholics Anonymous where I got rid of the cocaine habit. And I haven't touched it since 2005. I'm now about um, 15 years, 16 years away from that habit. Oh, good. Um, yeah. But uh, for me, um, mainly it was more my realizing I had lost what I wanted to be. I wanted to be a functionally energized, creative person, and I'd cease to be that. But I had a question from um, one of our producers, uh, Sheena Lester. She asked me to ask you, by the time you got to Saturday Night Live in 1975, you had written two plays. Yes, yes, I have. Um, Tell me about the significance of good writing, particularly by writers of color, on these TV series you've you've starred in. Well, actually, you know, that's how I got to Saturday Night Live. I was hired as a writer. And um, because I was writing plays... Which, as you know, Lewis, that's about two hours. You don't have to worry about, you know, 30 minutes or 15 minutes, 50, 30 seconds or 15 seconds or a minute. You can take it, you can work out an idea over a long period of time. Mm-hmm. I couldn't get that together. And uh, finally, I realized that in my play, I had something that was sparing me in the face and I hadn't realized it because in this play, the revolutionary group, which is patterned after the Black Panthers, uh, because the play I wrote called The Secret Place was actually about a black cop who infiltrated um, a group like the Black Panthers. This is in 1968, long before Judas. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Black Messiah. Yes. Movie that came out, right? Mm-hmm. Which is a great movie, but I'm letting people understand I wasn't copying anything. I wrote this in 1968. Wow. And um, I, in the play, I have the uh, group laughing about the fact that when they collect money at fundraising, if it's all black people, they get a certain amount of money. But if you got any guilty white liberals in the group, you get a whole lot more money. And that I realized was a funny thing to do. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, uh, I told that lot um, idea to one guy who went back to the studio and told it to somebody else's name I'm not gonna call. Um, and this person, was the second in command. He was a, uh, Anne Beach was the head writer. He was a, her assistant. He wrote that piece as if he, in fact, did it and didn't give me any credit whatsoever. Wow. And so one day when I'm going back to work, I was so mad 
I was going to go back and pull a Scoy Mitchell. Do you know what I mean by that, Lewis? No, tell me. I have an idea. Scoy had a right, a fight with a white producer in like the late 1960s. Oh, yeah, yeah, Scoy, yeah. Mm -hmm. Right, and has not had a career since. That's yeah. right, yeah. I was so mad, I was going to go and just let this guy know how I felt about him stealing my idea. Now, this guy, by the way, was from Harvard and was a wrestling champ from Harvard. I knew this and I didn't give a shit. I said, he's probably gonna whip my ass once I do what I do, but I'm gonna make sure he remembers me. Sure enough, when I got out of the uh, elevator on the eighth floor, somebody said, hey, Jared, uh, Lauren Michaels wants to see you in the green room. So I go to the green room and you know what they're doing? They're looking at Cooley High. Mm. Cause John and Gilda and the rest of them had said, look, you got Garrett bringing in black people to be on the not ready. Cause Lauren wanted somebody black on the not ready for primetime player. He wanted that. Uh -huh. And he had me bringing in people. He had me bringing in Kizana Beverly, who was a Tony Award winner. I brought in Bill Duke. I brought in um, Obama Babatundi. I brought in very talented people, so I was trying to lose it, okay? Mm -hmm. Sure enough, when Lauren saw Cooley High, he said, I want you to audition for the Not Right from Time Time Player. I auditioned with Gilda, and that's how I got to be on Not Right from Time Time Player. Now, at the same time, there were people who wanted to get rid of me, who had wanted Lauren to fire me. He didn't do that. He made a deal with them that he would put me on the Not Right from Time Time Players and take me uh, out of the writer's group um, but you know, take me out of the writing school. Although after that, I still wrote for wrote for the show. Wow. So, so you, so that made you not go step to my man, right? I was, I look, I, the, I'm a Buddhist, but I'll say either Buddha or Jesus within it. But I was really over the top, and I was going to do, and I could you disciples know that would have been a wrong thing to do. Is he still alive and, today? Yes, he is. Matter of fact. Oh my God! I'll go step I, to him for you. I, like, he was actually he was he was in Congress for a while and lost his job. Okay, oh, we gotta call him out then. <laughs> no, no, it's uh, Garrett won. Garrett's winning. Garrett's, you know, Garrett's winning. If, if you listen to what I'm saying, you know who he is, right? Um, but um, you know. Oh yeah, I, yeah, I know who he is. Yeah, yeah. I know who he is. Yeah, um, uh, he went to your school. He went to your school, Ohio State. Ohio State. He was a wrestling. Yeah, I think oh, so. Okay. Now I know. Yeah. Okay. Well, tell me later. Yeah. He, 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 I don't know about Ohio State, but I know he went to Harvard and he was a wrestling champ there. Oh, no, not that guy. It's another guy. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Sorry but, about that. Uh, I'm so glad I didn't do that. It would have been a wrong thing to do and it certainly would have affected my career. Can I ask you a question? What? When you're, go ahead. Go yeah. ahead. Um, it's kind of two questions. One is when you started getting recognized, I mean, you know, before you got Saturday Night Live, did you get any auditions for like shows like the Jeffersons and Good Times and you know what I mean? Well, that's interesting you asked, should ask that because before Saturday Night Live, I was just an actor. And by the time Saturday Night Live came, I had written two plays. I had been a school teacher. I taught at PS 71 on Avenue 6 and um, um, uh, Avenue A and 6th Street in Lloyd's side. I'd also taught in prison, uh -huh. right? I had done all, I had about 10 plays off-Broadway and uh, two Broadway shows when finally, um, you know, I was discovered by Saturday Night Live. Wait a minute, and what's your question again? <laughs> no, I wanted to know, 
you know, when you moved to New York and you, before you got Saturday Night Live, were you able to, like, audition? Did you ever get connected with shows like Good Times, The Jeffersons, the other black shows, sitcoms when before you got When I was on Saturday Night Live, I got a message from Saturday and Son that uh, uh, Red Fox wanted me to do his show, but they wouldn't let me go, all right? But when I did go to L.A., I did the Jeffersons for two years. You may not know that. Yeah, I knew that. I didn't know that. I was Jefferson for like two years when I first came out. That was in the research. Yeah. That's all right. They, they, don't, they don't do their homework. Yeah. Um, I knew that. I watched the Jefferson. Yes. Um, yeah. I wanted to ask you, when you got your... Yeah, call me out. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you, you, when when you got your first big paycheck, what did you buy? Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> I... Look, man, don't ask that. some question. cocaine. I was a coke speeding, okay? So. <laughs> I had some booze, it was cocaine. <laughs> no, it wasn't. You had a party. <laughs> no, I meant that in the, I didn't mean it in the drug way. I meant that. <laughs> did you buy a piece of property? Did you, what did you, did you invest? On a rock. <laughs> I, literally, I did buy some property. Yes, I, I have had some property right now. Okay, good. Right now, I'm living in a condo, but I do have some. Property in Lancaster. Now, oh, okay. how did your uh, your your family? Because you have a big family in New Orleans, right? Oh my God, I have cousins I've never met and don't want to meet. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> we all but, like that. <laughs> but 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 I be, I do have uh, I go to New Orleans at least twice a year, and when I go there, I meet my cousin Yolanda, my cousin Christine, my cousin um, uh, Dwayne, uh, Keisha. Uh, Kennedy, uh, you know, I, there are at least 10 cousins that I meet. Okay. Okay. You have brothers and sisters? Yes, I have a brother who lives in Mississippi right now. Yes. Okay. He was a nurse. He's a retired nurse. Older or younger? He's younger. I'm the oldest. Okay. And I have a brother who died, but this guy was, uh, his name is Caesar Pittman. My mom had three husbands, right? His name is Caesar Pittman. When he was um, uh, in, in his teens, this guy was so bad, he was a full other man, right, for four years. And he used to bodybuild to the extent that when he would compete in the uh, bodybuilding contest, this is no lie, Lewis, he would win at least nine out of 10 awards, so much so till in his senior year, the guys who were going to be in the bodybuilding contest signed a petition saying if Caesar Pittman was going to be in it. They weren't going to even get in it. Wow. That's how bad he was. Wow. He ran in the 1960s. He ran when Carl Lewis ran the 100 dash in like eight, nine or something like nine, that. Eight, yeah, nine, My brother ran it in nine, four. Wow. That's how bad he is. And he was drafted by the Vikings and the Patriots. Oh, okay. Now he didn't make it. And here's the reason why, because when he was, um, he played for the University of Arizona. And on, in his junior year, he was very activist and complained that the black um, football players were not being treated correctly. He was, he was, he was being used, but the others weren't. So he protested and sure enough, the coach benched him. Yeah. So wow. he had two years in which he played and two years in which he didn't. And I don't know if you know, but when you go to trial for a professional team, not only do they deal with how you're performing when you go there, but they also deal with the points you made in college. Mm -hmm. 
Oh, yeah. Did but he was always competing with guys who went four years and had more points than him. Okay. Yeah. So he was not drafted. He went back to uh, Arizona where he was assistant coach. I just have one more question, too. Um, when you were at the end no, of your... What's your name? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm Dan and Dan and Green. Dan, I'm sorry. Please Pleasure. Yes. Uh, when you were at the end of Saturday Night Live and they brought in Eddie... Did Eddie ever reach out to you? Did you have a relationship with Eddie Murphy, or you know, or when he just got on, he got you know, he just went and never? I'm not asking if he reached back, but I'm just wondering, did you have no, any relationship I, with Eddie? Well, I wasn't there with Eddie. I, I was gone, and Eddie is a comic genius, and um, you know, I, I have nothing but great respect for Eddie. Right. Um, so no, we didn't have any any any. any he left in '75. Eddie came in. Could you explain no. to him? No, he did not leave in 75. He left in 80. 80. Eddie came Excuse in me, 82. I'm sorry. Eddie yeah. came you, in. You want to go after me again? Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Oh, I mean, Danny, Danny. Eddie, yes, sir. Didn't have five years, and Saturday Night Live was going to be over. Yes, I, I, yeah, I felt the same, sir. And Gene Dominion came on to produce yeah. it, and they didn't like what she did. Brought right. Lauren back. I, I know how it feels when people don't respect you. Yes. Yeah, you got yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right here. I, 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 I'm paying attention. He gonna, he gonna yeah. tell me he came in at 75. <laughs> he left for 75. Hey, hey, man. That's when he joined. Maybe, maybe Lewis hit that rock. You was sharing this with your friends. Yeah. Okay. Know. All right, Garrett. My nose is big enough. It's <laughs> dead. Don't invite him to no cool party. I want to ask. Lewis, Lewis, Lewis yes. before I go, because uh, I'm going to ask you, Lewis. Yes. You did my, you used to do my show. Uh, Kevin Garnier and I had that show. Remember Blue? Yes, Chicago? sir. Yes, sir. I'm going to do another show this coming February 20th mm -hmm. at Scattered Leaders Bar and Grill. Will you be one of the comedians? Please? Oh, yes, I will. February, oh, okay. February hey. what? What's the date? February the twentieth of Sunday. Yes, I will be there. I love Catalina. It's a great place. Mr. Oh. Garrett, is there a reason that you're not asking these other two comedians? I mean, yes, he likes me. Oh, okay. I just want to know. I just no, it's cool, dog. No, it's good. Daddy, Jeff, yeah. are you saying you might be available? No, we say we like to be asked. That's what we're really saying. No, they would be great to be on the show. It'd be a oh, great. I, well, I'm asking. Yes, I would I, love to be on the show. Both of you guys, would you would you entertain? Yes, being on my show. No. <laughs> Jeff is, Jeff holds things. I would love to be there. Of course, I would. Yes, it'd be yes, an honor. Yes. Oh, oh man. Yeah, oh. but let's let's keep in mind that he asked me first. Uh, oh, see, that's the okay. problem. See, yeah. I feel I, like we're hey, second fiddle. Yeah. No. <laughs> like, no. Like, no. Like, Daddy, yes. Yeah. Yes, sir. I'm respecting seniority. Okay, man. There you go. Okay, there. Yeah. Appreciate that. Yeah. There you go. There you go. At least, at least your eyes ain't bad. And at least you recognize talent. Yeah. Uh, okay, so hey, I wanted to Lewis, ask. Lewis, can I ask a question? Yeah, sure. Our, our producer and our boss would like to ask that you a question. That sounds like a beautiful, a beautiful feminine voice there. Yeah. It's, <laughs> is the face as sexy as the voice? Yeah, it's Poetess, our boss. Close to it. She's so. the owner of the company. <laughs> oh, my God. Excuse that bad joke. Excuse that bad joke. No, right, no, she's right. good. You're good. Right, Mr. Um, Garrett, um, you mentioned it's when you were doing... Lady. You mentioned when you were doing Saturday Night Live. Oh, damn. Hold on. Way to go. That's, yeah, she, we need your uh, nephew. Yeah, yeah. Your nephew want a job? <laughs> What's Just, your nephew doing? Yeah, because this engineer is having issues. Okay, when you were doing Saturday Night Live. Your when you were doing your name. Oh, What's your oh, name? Oh, I'm sorry. Poetess. How you spell that? P-O-E-T-E-S-S. -E -E but my last name is also Morris. So we oh hey, we might be. That's, 
concept, con consult Mr. Henry Louis Gates. We might be related. Hey. We might be. But my question is, you mentioned that when you were working on Saturday Night Live, you were an introvert and you didn't really socialize with your uh, cast members. Did that change when you did Jamie Foxx's show or The Martin yeah. Show? Yeah, oh yes it did because uh, by the time I did Jamie Foxx's show, first of all, I was free of that monkey on my back. Uh, and you know, also, uh, you know, Jamie Foxx, a black show with black people, um, and Jamie himself is such a brilliant um, man. Uh, the energy is, you know, you just can't, yeah, it was, it, being around him was like being with minute-to-minute uh, -minute, uh, creativity because quite often between skits, he wouldn't even leave the set. He'd tell jokes, uh, you know, and, and yeah, Jamie, the show was just great. Uh, I was great doing with Christopher Duncan, who I think is one of the most brilliant actors in the country. Um, Garcelle, uh, Elia, uh, all of them. Just a, such a beautiful atmosphere, yes. Who is better, Jamie or Martin? Oh, man, come on. Come on, don't do that. Yeah, yeah. No, let's do that. Let's do I that. Know, we're no, we're not doing that. No, we're not going to do that. Let's do that. No, we I have to say Michael Jordan and Scotty Pippen. See why, Jeff? That's why you wasn't invited. <laughs> just because of that little shit right there. No, right. Hey, I know about the, the Scotty Pippen thing. And I think Michael just said something about him lately, right? Um, look, uh, so far, on the comedy level, they're both brilliant comedians, okay? But when it comes to being a complete uh, genius type, uh, you got to give respect to Jamie, man. He's not only a great comedian, he's a great actor, he's also an organist, a pianist, a composer, and a singer. Uh, so, you know, he's, he's the full, <clears throat> full package. Yeah, just like you are. Yeah, just like you. And you set that tone. He, he followed in your footsteps. Did oh you? Well, hey, that's a great compliment, man. I, I disagree, but I thank you Jamie, so Jamie doesn't do opera. Let's, okay. All right. Jamie <laughs> Not doesn't, yet. Jamie doesn't, no. Jamie doesn't Not do yet. opera. Jamie I, I, doesn't. And I don't do opera anymore either. I'm taking the blues. Yeah, but okay. you were doing opera when, you were doing the blues, opera, what a stretch acting there's you know with all due respect to jamie jamie would say the same thing i wanted to ask you if you were um did you spend time with sam cook oh man no i wish i had man what about what about otis redding oh man uh you you two of my idols man uh no but i wish i had okay that's all i can say i wish i had any i'm so sorry about otis and both of them meeting their ends in such a way. Otis uh, in the plane, and uh, Sam when they messed around with uh, this female pimp's uh, woman. Mm -hmm. Now is that story true about Bobby Womack with Sam Cooke? I don't know. I've heard that. Okay, but she must have been real fine. You know? <laughs> what about Curtis Mayfield? I love Curtis, and again, I'm sorry. I, Curtis is one of my idols too. Um, you know, um, um, particularly the uh, score he did, um, um, what it for? Superfly. Superfly. Superfly, you know, that was just a master score. And you know what happened to him, right? The, um, the thing fell in the his lights, head. He had a show, a rehearsal, and the lights fell down and hit him in parallel. He had to lay down, mm -hmm. usually when he was even doing um, stuff in the studio. <laughs> after. Uh, Sammy Davis Jr. I met him. I met him. 
um, to me, Sammy, did you ever see a video of Sammy when he was like 12 years old? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And when I saw him dancing, I could not believe what I was looking at. Because he was just, again, he was the full package. Um, I met him on more than one occasion, but one time when I was doing a Broadway show in, uh, was it Boston? Uh, and the cast, um, he invited the cast to this um, mafia-owned club <laughs> that he was doing the show, and he entertained us, the cast, mm -hmm. and did everything, including singing. He did uh, the uh, he uh, voice impressions, and also, did you know that he? During his life, he was the fastest gun in the West. How many of you knew that? Yeah, I knew yeah. that. I I also learned that he never went to school. I didn't know that. That was amazing to me, that he never went to school. Wow. I didn't know that, man. Um, what about Red Fox? Oh, yes, I did meet him. And he was so gracious, man. Uh, not only did he, when I was doing Saturday Night Live, try to get me to come to California to do um, 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 Sanford and Son. But when I did meet him at the Safari Room, I was in the audience because Red Fox for me before um, um, Richard Pryor mm -hmm. was my main, most fun, funniest man in the world. Okay, Richard Pryor to me is the greatest monologuist I have ever heard, period. But Red Fox, um, before, you know, the tamer times came, Red Fox himself was being banned. How many of you knew that? No, did not know that. Red for being banned. And one of the, uh, for, for jokes, I don't know if I can tell it the way he told it, but in some of this particular record, when I was a kid, I heard this funniest thing. He had this uh, uh, detergent that he had um, come up with him and uh, Stappy White, right? And the detergent was um, 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 called Sug. Mm -hmm. Right. And it was called S-U-G-G. And, you know, if you had dirt and grime, uh, he would tell the ladies, all you had to do was sug it. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> obviously, thank you. Thank you very much for that late laugh. Dude. Yeah, I just got. Yeah, I just got. Yeah, I just got it. <clears throat> and, it said, and, uh, and if you um, um, no, no, see, I'm telling the joke wrong. Right. Um, it was F-U-G-G, uh, you know, you could fug it. Oh. And if you ran out of fug, they also had another detergent called sug. So if you couldn't fug it, you could sug it. <laughs> um, the, got, John Witherspoon, go ahead. Well, I was wondering, how about Richard Roundtree, who we still see around here a lot? Did oh, you? I see Richard, I see, yeah, I love Richard. He's yeah. a beautiful man. Matter of fact, I was on the show that he was doing um, family, family reunion. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yes, yes, he is on I that show. I was on that show. Yes. Yeah, no, no, no. Um, go ahead. Yes. Jeff? No, did you um, hang out with Richard Pryor? You know what? When Richard came to Saturday Night Live, um, because, you know, then the black groups weren't in contact with each other. So I'm on the East Coast. People knew about me in the East Coast. And you know, I had been in New Orleans for like, in New York, for like, oh, my. 17 years prior to Saturday Night Live. And again, I had written two plays. I had um, uh, worked with Saturday Night uh, Harry Belafonte. I was a school teacher. 
Uh, I was also taught in prison. I taught at the uh, maximum to prison upstate New York. It's called Great Meadows uh, Correctional Facility. And I taught there, taught also at Katsaki, was in the minimum security. Uh, and I had been off at Broadway and on Broadway, but nobody knew about that on the West Coast. Mm -hmm. So to a lot of people, I was just Lorne Michaels nigga when we had gotten from somewhere. So when Richard came, he came with that in his head and he brought his own group. Got it. So I he didn't use me. Not back. I, you know, when you see that show, you know he doesn't use me. However, later on, when I came to Los Angeles, he had the director call my agent and put me in a movie he was doing called Critical Condition. Yes, I remember that. Now, I, he never said, you know, hey, bro, I'm sorry, anything like that. He just did that. Now, back then in the 70s and the early 80s, who were some of the great black actresses that you worked with? Well, um, like I said, uh, Cynthia Tyson, right, was one. Right. Okay. And I worked with her actually on Saturday Night Live itself. Was the, uh, <clears throat> in terms of the black actors in Hollywood and New York, did you guys have a relationship where there, you kind of looked out for each other? I mean, that's one of the big things we talk about now a lot about. Start again, start again. You know, in terms of when you lived in New York and also coming to LA and, uh, with the black actors and actresses, you know, we talk a lot out here about communicating, trying to help each other out, a lack of it, or depending on who you are, did you guys work together a lot to share, you know, like opportunities with each other or help each other out? Yeah, we, yeah, we did. And there was a lot of coming together and much in the productions too as well. Um, for instance, um, um, a man who was known as Leroy Jones then became Imami, Imami Amir Baraka. Um, we uh, worked together. Bill Duke, you know who Bill Duke is. Yes. Uh, we were in a cast to do his thing called Slave Ship, uh, which was directed by Gilbert Moses. I don't know if you know who Gilbert Moses was, but he was a black genius who should have been given credit for, at least for The Wiz, because he was really the one who directed it. Later on, Jeffrey Holder came along and took over after, because, you know, uh, Gilbert was hard to get along with. But yeah, in New York City, the groups uh, worked together. Um, in New Lafayette, Theater worked with um, Henry Street, which uh, where uh, Woody King was in charge. And I actually worked with Woody King when he came to uh, New York City and got uh, Henry Street together. I was his uh, musical director. I was the head of his musical department. Um, and um, we did a lot of ch interchanging and stuff like that, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we did work together. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is um, <clears throat> this has been a, a a blessing. I mean, it's just been nice of you to take your time. Uh, and I want to thank you. I'm going to see you on the 20th of February at Catalina. We all will. Yes. And um, we all will. Greatly I, appreciate it. Yeah, thank really. You. Thank you, Garrett, for taking the time. Um, oh, it was something. Now look, do me a favor. Yes. You have my number, right? Uh, yes, sir. So I have uh, Jeff and Danny. Could you send me? Yeah, you're not much of a Yes, yeah, yes. we'll do that. Yeah, I'll do that. I'll think about that. I want. I really want to keep you as my friend, but I'll think about that. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a Buddhist now, right? Okay. Uh -oh. Yeah, right. Okay. And I've been chatting for comedians, right? Never knowing when I came on your show, I would meet three brilliant black 
comedians. Well, we appreciate that. Well, yeah, I, those two are brilliant. I'm, I'm just adequate. <laughs> He's just black. Yeah, I'm just black. Oh, but, look, my my girlfriend Kimberly Sizemore talks about your ass, Lewis Dickens. Oh, oh wow. well, well oh, thank you. Okay. I think did you didn't you want um, did you work with um um Parenthood? Yes. Yeah. Yes. She was the uh, the AD on that. Oh, okay. Well, then yes, and and the ADs. Were, Ads always looked out for me. Ads and warm ups are, are like that. So listen, um, you said you wanted me to remind you of something. Was it about the show at Catalina? Show about, about. I want you to remind me to ask you whether you would be gracious enough to do the show. Yes, we're, we're it's locked in, and I look forward to it. And I uh, love you, Garrett. Yes. Take care. Tell Andrew we said hello and your beautiful girlfriend. And I will see you uh, in a couple months. And happy Christmas, yeah, Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas, and all that. Merry Christmas and all of that. Thank you, gentlemen. I hope. That you know, what I gave you is cool. Right? Oh, what man, you gave nah. us was gold. Was yeah, gold. It was gold. But don't don't call the precinct about my warrants, please. <laughs> we won't do that. <laughs> no, no, we, won't. We, we won't do that. We're just gonna post. All right. See you later, Garrett. Bye bye. Don't do nothing. I wouldn't do. All right, Garrett Morris. Garrett Morris. That was God. Was it show that we clap again. What was that? What? That was it. At least I did. Try that, it. Was, that was that was that was a Division One <laughs> clap. That was an yeah. Ohio State. clap. That was Ohio State. <laughs> we didn't make the playoffs. Yeah, clap. Yes. Yep, 84 yeah. years old. Wow, he looks good. No kids. No kids. And on purpose. That motherfucker's pullout game is strong. On purpose. Yeah. Strong. Well, back then, the women it was strong. had some strong. Yeah, and the women were different back then. They wasn't just trying but to I want to know back then, you know, because he kept mentioning Cecily. Cecily, no. Yeah. We we got to stop getting into people's. No. Wait, that's you want to talk to your Chicago. Yeah, about people's <laughs> sexual. You know, that's, yeah. that's the body I, count I, back no, then. No, but I think that's, that's a. I think once you reach a certain age, it's none of us. You should be able to tell it all. No, no like I, I, I don't think her. that's what. I, yeah, I no, think that's no. a disservice to women. And not only that, no, I no, women will enjoy no, that. No, you can ask go, an actress. Okay, back then, no, no, because no. I think that's. Famous. I think there's so much. There's yeah, so much just, more to him. Vibrate to keep going off. There is so much more to him than. than Louis, let me let me share with you what an old head shared with me one time. Maybe Jeff might hear you. What? I hung out with this old head one time in college, and we met these two girls. And he was older than me, but we met these two women at the club because I was going home with older people. And we left with the girls. And then the next day I called them. Mm -hmm. I said, yo, I said, pray this, yo. So what happened? You know, were you no girl? You know, I'm in college. And he said, gentlemen don't discuss things like that. Yeah. yeah. Be a gentleman for once in your damn life, okay? Uh, but he's a pimp. Well, he's see, that's a, the problem. That's, he's got... Chicago I never knew how slick I never knew how slick Jeff Hair was to just now. That's Damn, he's Jeff? got pimp exactly. mentality. No, you yeah, and exactly. I have the East Coast. That's player, player. That's West. the player under that's, under the cover. He's what was that movie they did in Chicago with, Ber with Bernie Mac? Uh, how to be a player? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. but you didn't even spell Bernie's name right on this. You put Brewery Mac. Well, I. I, hey, I, I was, I was. Look, look at all the research I had to do. I was up late. I had a game, and then after the game, I had to. Did I win? Yeah, we won. Okay, then then I had to go back to the yeah. office and sit down and write this. You got an office? At the school's office. I was wondering, yeah, yeah this I is actually great, Louis. This is beautiful. And so I was up to like one something. And, and this then, is what I was trying to get you to do before. I, it this wasn't. Was, uh, Jeff, he's been telling follow. me a lot of things that you've been screwing up on lately, Jeff. And, oh. Sorry, no, I'm not allowed to. Oh, okay. Everything is is up to you, Jeff. Now. Okay, this. Okay, okay. Then we'll okay. lose him again. Oh, okay. So I can't. I can't. I gotta. I gotta. <laughs> My bad. I gotta treat. They, 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 I, can, I gotta go at you. That's why I'm going oh, at you. Okay. That's why you went after me. Yeah. Oh, that no. I didn't pay the attention things that to I used Mr. to Morris. say about him. I now have to say you. about you. Man. Because I'm not no, allowed. No, because you to get to you get to that point where it's like, all right. 
And this is the reason why I held out because I now, first of all, let's deal with the word "held out." Yeah, yeah, hold <laughs> on. Like here, no, it was well, oh, well, a no show. Okay, yeah. Because I'm not gonna be like, okay, I'm to the point now. I'm you ain't sixty. Gonna be the, yeah, I'm not gonna be the punching bag no more. But and that's, that's how I feel. That, yo. Yeah, and, he, now, and you never talk about the compliments that I have out here. The what? The compliments. The accomp the accomplishments? Yeah, that I have out here. <laughs> Stop. That I have out here. Now, he didn't say accomplishments. Hey, I if, did say accomplishments. If your people inside don't get him and get me, I no. got a problem with that. No, I did say. But no, they I used say to say that at least. Even mama laughed. Mama laughed. They, like, they, they used to check me all the time on words. Now, but okay. I would say something. They'd be like, now, TDP would like, say it again? Marcus King told me one time okay. when we were doing a show, a radio show, and I was always the butt of the joke. He said, Lou Dix. People are, they're saying your name. So they're putting you out there. So the more they talk about you, the more people are going to be saying, Louis Dix, Louis Dix, Louis Dix. You, you know Jeff. what I, I find, I though, feel, that what? a lot of comedians are hella sensitive. All day like, long. they can dish it out all day long, but as soon as you, you say something about them, they just I, totally. But you know, it's not being sensitive. You know, I, this is what I'll say. I, I'll speak for myself. I think comics, especially because, first of all, people take us, they look at us differently. They think a lot, a lot of comedians are soft. I mean, of your upbringing. They think you was just a silly guy, not knowing a lot of these dudes' backgrounds. Would you say that for first? Right. I mean, would you all agree with that? I mean, I would. You know, people might see Jeff as a comedian years ago and be like, "Oh, Jeff probably, ain't, ain't, you know, I could with Jeff Ass or whatever the situation may be." Not knowing your background. That's the first thing. So we're we're working on building up that part of our image already. And then you got to remember, a lot of comics are people. We're coming from a, a background of pain in some situations. Yeah. So yeah, we are sensitive. And, but yeah. the problem is. When other comics don't realize, see, my thing is like, like people go about my list. I can deal with it now, mm -hmm. but when I know when I, if you my partner, and I'm like, yo, man, I'm, that's that's a touchy situation for me. Don't bring it up around other comedians because I can't, I can't go at them because that's what they do. I already let you know, bro. Have my back on it. So now, I think that's uh, one of the reasons why some comics. Now, are I always like, well, my okay, nose I'll is... say this. I'll say this, okay, and we'll get back to your nose, Lewis. Uh, oh, wow. <laughs> um. Jeff, when he first, when they first were here, mm -hmm. when they did their show, I would always kind of clown Jeff because I didn't think he was <laughs> funny. Yeah, okay. You still don't. Okay. I yes, I do. No, no, I no let me finish saying you, what I, I respect gotta that. say. Let me you finish. Was, you was honest. Let me finish saying what I gotta okay. say. Okay. So I went and saw Jeff do some stand up. Okay. And I thought he was amazing. I thought he was hilarious. So. I give him his props, but I was. But just, being the butt I, of the jokes and being no, funny is two different things. But though, I, still. I, I understand I've that always part. just messed with Jeff, yeah. and he used to be. He used to let it kind of get to him. Let me tell you what they did when I did Jamie's show back in the day. About maybe I don't know how many years ago when y'all had the radio show, right? And it was TDP, Louis Dix, and and um Mac, my man Johnny Mac, Johnny right. Mac. And I went up there thinking it was going to be like a professional type of interview. Yeah. Well, it was a professional teardown of Dan oh, and Green. Yeah. A lot of people were scared to go on the Fox. Now, out. I went that one, I went that time, and see, the difference was, like, I didn't I didn't come back at nobody hard. I never tried, like, oh, man, I would, you know, I just said, you know what? I'm going to avoid that situation again. And I never went back on the show. So it's not about being sensitive in some aspects, but it's about being smart and not putting yourself in a position. Now, in, in, in I would say in Jeff's defense, since I wasn't here, but Lewis is my guy too, I feel like this. If we on the same squad, you can get me, but don't get me where the audience think they can keep getting me too. This is That's what my whole show, thing. But this is what the whole show is about. about I got you. Men going at each other. Right. And I, I'm like Potus. I've always felt like 
if this is my boy 30 years, he knows I love him, right. ride or die. Right. But just like he's going to hit me right. about my note and about real stuff. I never knew but, your nose was that big until somebody called me the other day. <laughs> no, seriously. Somebody's like, yo. I always knew, but I never hit him about this <laughs> shit. No, no, I, 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 I've always kept that off, just off me, the radar. Me and Lewis have been partners How for a long time. How you going to keep my nose off but, the radar? Wait, wait, I didn't know until some dude said, I invited this nigga to this party and then... No cocaine was left after the first hit. I said, what happened? Some nigga from Philly, and I just, that's all. And you knew right away. <laughs> I said, Lou? He said, so, yeah. I said, so my bad. So I have to find a new way to go. And, and like poets, like I have to admit, Jeff, at, once Jeff got back on the mic, right. he's gotten funnier and funnier and funnier and funnier and funnier and funnier. Right. So I saw him with Chris Spencer down there, and he ripped it up. Yeah. I don't, mind, seen him. I don't mind him more because what I what I did was I went at myself. I knew that most people can only get me on. If anybody, all they gonna get me on is how I speak. If I if I speak fast and I, and I listen and it goes over. So now I got to the point where I've embraced it, and actually it's been funny because now people go, "Oh, that guy with the the guy with the list." And right. as long and, as they're laughing, I'm good. And, and and Roger Mosley told me that he's like, "Get it out before they can get it That's out." Then you're in control of. You yeah. can't worry about what a heckler says. Yeah. But so, um, yeah. So. I'm good. And, so what you were you okay, going to say man? about your nose, Lewis? Oh, yeah. yeah. Before I interrupt. No, everything. <laughs> everything. I mean, that, but that came all the way from growing up. But did you have a big nose growing up? Yes. <laughs> I saw a picture. I, saw a picture. I don't think, I don't think no, your nose you, grows. No, no, you know why it does? I saw a picture of you online in an old poster someone had put up. Yeah. You were heavy set. No. And your face? No. No, back I've then, never no, Lewis, seen Lewis, Lewis never heavy set. Lewis well, that's always a, been slim. But there's a picture. Maybe it wasn't you. But they had Lewis Dix. I'm, I'm gonna look it up. It was it was online today. That was and probably like, that was probably David Williams. And I was like, or Rodney Johnson. Wow. And I was like, wow, Lewis got like I ain't never seen Lewis that. I no, mean, Lewis, really, no, I wasn't I'm not bad. I'm like, no, I, I was never. That I was never fat. You was always a solid dude, though. That was like 200, 210. Yeah, back no, when I met you, one eighty. No, 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 no. No, no. no, no when I first got <laughs> okay, see. <laughs> oh, you know you gonna go ahead and slide him up in there. No, minute minute juice is more like he's got like 15, 20 years of get back. You hear me? You hear me? And it was a trip when I would, when he, because the whole thing came back. When, no, no, when hold on, hold on. Daryl Mill- Littleton. Okay, go Darryl ahead. Daryl Middleton. No, go ahead. Go no, ahead. You tell your version. No, go ahead. Go no, ahead. Go ahead. Tell go ahead. Yours. No, no, no. Somebody tell the motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> no, I text him. Oh, sorry, mom. Excuse me. You can, she ain't okay. Well, you, you put your head shout up out, like that then. Shout like, out to mom. She's in the building. Exactly. How mom, you how you doing, mom? Um. So, so go ahead. Jeff, text me. Did you hear D. Miller time pass? Right. Yes. All right. So now, no, first through. I had texted him, Happy Thanksgiving. Right. That was the first thing. And then I sent him a Because I didn't, because he did a... Um, no, the first text was, just yeah, checking in. Just checking in. You cool. Right. You cool. I don't respond to that. Now, right. that's, that's I'm reaching out. Now, that's some weeks. That's weak. No, wait a minute. No, I just... Yeah. Say it again. I'm, ch- I'm just checking, checking in. in. You cool. You cool. So, I guess he was saying like, I hadn't yo, talked to him. Right. So, you hadn't talked to him? Yeah, because I didn't go to... I didn't go oh, to, so that's uh, why I'm in the middle. Show. When the right hands come, I get hit. What the hell's going on with so, you Because I didn't go to... They, we do a comedy show. Okay. And, and when he, when him and TDP said they wasn't going to do the show, I was like, cool. Oh, so you... you, you so, you, I, cool. I was like, okay. all right, I'm going to do it myself. And okay. I did So, you boycotted. So, I was like, I ain't going to that show. So, you boycotted the show. I, I, I probably wouldn't have won anyway. Well, look, man, you know, we ain't got but such a long life, y'all. Y'all need to be friends. And that's what somebody said. But go ahead, finish telling your story. Go ahead, finish telling your story, Jeff. It's pointless Oh, he. T- oh, see, he's so sensitive. What the hell is going on around it's, No, it's not sensitive. It's just like, all right, I'm back. I, you know, so but, you know but I will say this, though. I've had situations where um, you, 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 you have a run-in with your partner. At least you guys were, you know, you have a run-in with your partners. I want to say what you guys would do, but... 
I think, man, it comes down to you really have to know the person. If you and if you know TD, I mean, if you know Jeff for thirty years and and vice versa, you got to look at what you know is going to be the trigger thing. So that's, that's all a I can good say. point. That's but I, and that's a good point. But I, yeah, but I, I know because TDP had told me, yo, man, and he's even said it on the show, yo, man, you tired of you going at him? And I'm like, well, good. I'm gonna keep going at him. See how tired of it he is. <laughs> so, so, but I ain't say nothing. But I'm tired. Of, I'm going at you. But, see, it's, but I didn't say nothing about your talent. I said going at no, you. No, you should fuck with the talent all the time. And that's where the shit was. But like, I said I'm right, not gonna do it it's anymore. It's already hard enough going out here doing this shit, doing it. And then you just but constantly this is the life like, we chose. Yeah, but it's like, all right, but you making it motherfucking harder. No, I'm not making you Jeff Arnold. Okay. What Jeff is saying, but this is the same guy that's that's hard as I don't know what. Right. Jeff, that's exactly. what throws me. Yeah. Exactly. That's what throws me. Yeah. So you letting what the weak stuff I say, you know. Yeah, and that, it's kind of weak though. He's you know that, oh, that you just you can you can open, go up it's before me. You can go up after me. You're just as mm -hmm. funny as I am. You know that. But let me it's, ask you this it's though. It's always though. the one that's closest to you. That's So now you, now you, uh, what's her name? Uh, what's uh, the girl? Uh, NDRE? <laughs> yeah. Let me ask you this question, though. Do you think, as comedians, this, this is actually pretty good, as comedians, because, again, I've had those situations. See, my, I'm, I'm different, though. Because if I feel like you're going at me, I shut down. Who's That's how I do. No. Oh, we got to call her. So Can let's we finish, let's tell the caller to hold on one no, second. No, no, we don't get many callers. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. All right, go ahead. But you're right. Yeah. Yes, hey, caller. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yes, caller. Hello? Say what? Yes. Can we? Who's this? Uh, this, this who's, supposed to be, who's supposed to be calling? Calling in right about now. Oh, oh I shit, thought you were going to Zoom, Joe. Yeah. I'm, I'm waiting to get in. Right here, waiting. That's why I'm calling, you know, to say that uh, oh. somebody gonna let me in. Yeah, sorry. Oh. Right, yeah, we're gonna let you. Yeah, we've been waiting. Sorry about that, Joe. We were, and Joe would be a good person to chime in on what we're Joe talking about. Joe would be about. a great person to chime in on this because he's been in the mix forever, <laughs> and he knows he's yeah. But he, this, but but let me ask you guys a question though. Okay. It, okay, oh. you have to yeah, get, sign, uh, sign into the Zoom, Joe. Do you need that information again? No, you guys just let me in. Oh, there he is. Okay, they letting you in now. I, so real quick before Joe gets, gets in, or why he is in, do you think as partners, because y'all been partners for a long time. Right. Okay, and you know, first of all, we all know how difficult this game is. Right. This is, this is, people don't want to put nothing on it. This is a difficult fucking game. Right. And now that- the, And you don't have too many- Hold on, Jeff. Hold on. Let me, let me finish, Jeff. Let me, hold on, though, Jeff. And now that the goalposts got pushed back in terms of what they look at, what is comedy. Yes. I said this the other day. You notice one thing they don't ask no more? Right. What's your point of view in comedy? They don't. You don't hear them people. People ask that, so no. we know it's difficult. So I'm not trying to hear to defend him, but I'm gonna ask you this question: When you be, when you know you guys, when it's when you're in the game this long and you know the dude, don't you feel some aspects of saying, you know what? Let me go ahead. I know this is going to affect him a little bit. Let me lay off a little bit. Nope. Okay, now so let me ask you what. Let me ask you why. No, no, but no, Luke. Because Luke got a good heart. No, one thing about Luke, Luke's got a good heart. He does. So, he does. So I'm saying so. Why? But he's though? also annoying uh, as fuck, though. Yes, because I know, I know it bothers him, and and but he's so everything else is so strong. Okay, now I know where you at. Now, Jeff, my question would be to you: If I'm being a mediator, why would you take this shit seriously? Then you know this is your dog, and it's you just a, come on. No, okay. No, it's just shit that affects because our closeness, the bond that I have with him. Right. So I don't expect it, but it's like, okay, cool. Because all the times 
throughout the 30 years of motherfucking comics that really wanted to get at him. That I'm like, yo, that's my nigga, yo. So if you come I at had, him, I had that same situation. If you come at him, you coming at me. But I would never say that if you weren't in presence. I would never say anything against you to them. Right. If anything I say about you, I'm saying to you. Right. So you're saying that you may go at Jeff. See, unlike yeah, a lot of people don't do Jeff though, is a lot of people don't do that defense for you when you're not there. Now I'm saying you, but in terms of people. So I will say that you if. If someone's coming up to you and say, yo, Lou, man, yo, man, your boy Jeff ain't shit. You be like, yo, my nigga, that's, that's my man. Right. They don't even come at me like right, that. Right, right. I know that, but I'm giving you that They example. know I'm, that's the only friend I got. That's right. what they'll say. Right. They, well, you fucked up that I mean, right now. So, I know, I mean, but they'll say that's the only. You know I showed this nigga how to, he already knew how to fight, but you know he know how to throw Right, but I, I know, okay. that's why I, I don't fight. Okay. <laughs> and he hit hard, too. I don't fight. Yeah. That's another, everybody knows there's no reason to fight That's me. why motherfuckers really hate you. Because they know you ain't going to get a fight out of you. Right. And you won't talk shit. Yes. All right, that's so cool. What's that. up, Joe Torrey? What's up, Joe? JT in the house. Lincoln University. Where you at? Bruh. Lincoln University, uh, September 28th, St. Louis. This nigga there he is. Uh, inducted into, oh, the, na inducted into the National Black College Alumni Hall of Fame in 2001. Uh, certain films, a strictly business house party, poetic justice, when everybody got upset because he's with uh, Regina, Regina oh, yeah. and, and uh, Janet Jackson. Everybody uh, got upset. <laughs> everybody got upset. Oh, I, I messed up the word. Uh, uh, host of Def Comedy Jam, Jamie Foxx Show, Family Reunion. And how you doing, Joe? I'm good, man. I'm good. How y'all doing, man? Cheers. Cheers to you. That great. What's up, you're in your basement, huh? I always huh? got a drink. I'm in the bunker, baby. I'm in the bunker. They don't have basements okay. out here, Lou. Oh, they don't have basements out here. Yeah. Well, he used to well, do a show from the basement. But they don't have, you said in his basement. They don't have basements on the West I Coast. thought it was his basement, Joe. No, this is the bunker. This is the bunker, baby. You live from the bunker. It That's started with a B. Okay, now, there you go. what's that picture behind you? Who is that? That That's... Um, that's picture this right here. This picture yeah. shows a picture of me, um, sort of like a, a um, this guy's one of my frat brothers. His son is an artist. I think he's like eleven or twelve something. Yeah, it looks like so about eleven just... year old, twelve year old did that picture. <laughs> but no, I mean, but it's a, it's a, you know, it's nostalgic. The way you know, it's kind of, you know, he took a picture of my, um, of, of me, and they did it almost like that one in the back too. You okay. know what I'm saying, so that one. Yeah, I forgot whose artist you that one. So. Different people have, you know, given me gifts over the years as a comedian, and that's that's the type of art he does, and that's you know. So I was like, okay, cool, I got it. Come close to it, posted it, give it to me as a gift, man. And um, I think he did a good job. So did he I, frame I, it, or did you get it framed? I, it was man, it was just like that. They sent it to me just like that, framed everything. What's your been your 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 best gift you've ever received? Being a star, uh, the the breath of life every day. Exactly. That's the that's the best that's, gift. That's, 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 yeah, that's, that's, Joe, that's, that's, you ain't start a fight with these mugs. No, is, is Lincoln is Lincoln <laughs> University? Hey, one thing about Joe Torrey, he always ready. Oh yeah, yeah Joe. Can Joe is right. cocked and ready all the Joe, time. Yeah. How often do you how often do you work out, Joe? You know, I, I try to I try at least do four times a week, four or five times. Right right now, I'm up to like six or five or six times a week because I'm working on something. and I'm trying to make sure my body at 56 stays. You know that way you got to retrain it. You know it's like. You know, every every area, every age you get, you got to kind of retrain your body on, you know, how fast it's going to get to where you want it to be. So um, COVID really helped me um, play with my body a lot as far as lose weight, tighten it up, put it here because, you know, I could I could kind of eat right. And everybody was trying to eat right. So yeah. so now I'm kind of like at a point where, um, you know, it depends on what I'm working on, you know, lose weight for this gain weight for that. You know, what I'm saying I was trying to lose a lot of weight in my neck. 
in my pecs because the person I was I'm supposed to be playing they didn't have a lot of bulk up here. So like okay, trying to. Oh, is this a film you're working? You're about to work on? Uh, yeah, actually, I've been preparing for it for the last uh, you know a year and a half, two years. COVID just kind of pushed it back. Okay. This beard you got was you see me growing because you know somebody wanted me to look my age and they were trying to you know. Oh, okay. Studio wanted me to do some stuff to see if I can look like, you know, late 40s, 50s. So I'm like, well, this is close as I can get. I don't have no Morgan Freeman face where it come with all them wrinkles. And, you know, <laughs> the, the come with good, age. Though. It looks you know good, though. Um, but, yeah. How did you so, get into comedy, Joe? How did I get in? I put myself into comedy. It's all I ever wanted to do. I mean, it's, so, it's okay. You, saw, you graduate from college it. and then you decided I'm going to do comedy? Did you do no, college? no. He did it in college. Did you no. do it in college? No, this is when I saw Sammy Davis Jr. on my television screen. I think in I think I I had to be like maybe four or five. You know what I'm saying? Because he was the only black man that was consistently on every show uh, back then. You know uh, when they just had three channels, mm -hmm. and he would be the the baddest cat. Like you know back then, a lot of families watched TV together because if you had a TV in the '60s or the early '70s, you know the family shows was on and. Man, Sammy was, he was just, he, he was just a dude that had so much talent and he, everywhere he did, he was either singing on this one or dancing on this one or telling jokes on another one or doing tricks, man. And I was like, man, that dude's bad. So I, in my head, I was like, I need to get inside that little box, man. Whatever it takes, um, I need to get, but I wasn't as talented as Tammy, Sammy was. So as I grew older, I just honed on what you know, works for me, which was gift of gab, comedy, acting, you know, now I'm, I stress it into writing and producing, but uh, yeah, I've been wanting to do this all my life. Man. Can you it's, sing? I'm just, I can sing a little bit. I ain't put no album out there, but you know, I, I can. I sing enough <laughs> to get bust through. Bust freestyle now, then. Yeah. <laughs> Say what? Bust freestyle now. Okay, yeah, I got an album out called "If You Believe Anything, You a Goddamn Fool." <laughs> um, so now that's that's my first single. Your discipline. In your work ethic, I'm assuming came from your dad, who was a military guy, right? Yeah, yeah, discipline. That's that's why I say, man. Uh, as you grow older, you kind of know that, you know, if you're blessed to have the two parents I had. My dad died seven years ago, um, but you don't see him as dead. My mother taught school for forty years, so education and discipline is kind of, you know, that's why you see all these books and stuff behind me now, man. It's like a regiment. You need a strong foundation, man, wherever you're, you're going in life. So whenever the wind blows or a storm comes, you know, you're grounded, you know, you can make it through. And that's, I think that's basically where, you know, my strength comes from longevity, just having discipline and having education and still strengthening my education. Now are you the oldest? Hell no, I'm the Not middle. Yeah. Oh, okay. No, I got it. I got it. Right, no, I got a, I got two older sisters. Um, and, um, one of them lives still in Moss Corn. She, uh, she still teach Well, she used to teach. I got a, a second older sister. She was uh, actually she was um, she was uh, uh, what was she the uh, athletic um, not athletic. She was she was the um, sports coach of the year last year uh, for in the nation. She's a track coach. Been doing track for the last thirty three years. Her teams has been like number one um, and you know through number three. You know she coached boys and girls track Kirkwood, Missouri. Plus she was a she was a you know she went to Mizzou, so she was like a. She an A student, D1. Had, you know, yeah, D one, D one, all that. She did that. She ran against Jackie Jordan, Kersey, oh, Flo right. Joe, all that. My sister's a legend in her own self, and she taught literacy. She was a liter literacy e e expert for like twenty nine years. So um, that's my sister. So you see where it comes from. And then my older brother, he's seventeen months older than me. Um, he, he he 
four four terms of you know he did four tours uh, he i think he uh he retired like uh, uh i forgot it was colonel major or something like that high up there right up under the general but he did yeah he did like uh 29 years in, in the service my dad did 24 years two tours in arm i ain't doing that shit they have represented me i can't throw these jokes at him <laughs> ain't dodging no bullets and then it's you and then it's yeah. guy and, and then it's guy and then it's uh and then my little sister i got a little sister uh, so it's seven of you guys Six of them, six, six. six, three boys and three girls. Wow, wow, same parents. <laughs> hey, you know, hey, listen, my mother never drank, never drove, but I guess she liked to fuck. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. There you go. Hey, that's you know the Bible. She know the Bible back and forth, but hey, she know a good dick when she was. Like, <laughs> right, stay with it. That, that's, okay, that's, that's, that that takes me to my next question. So, there's no subject. <laughs> is there a subject that you won't touch? Uh, yeah, it depends on the, the crowd. I mean, it depends on the crowd and the audience. And um, and like I tell people, you know what I'm saying, um, the, the art of growing as a comedian, and now I'm a conversationist. I wouldn't say I'm a comedian because um, I, I just not a conversate. And you you, you, you got to know how to communicate with the audience that wants to hear that. Um, of course, if you're going to Atlanta and you have a, a bunch of, you know, anti-gay jokes, transgender jokes or something like that, you know, thinking that, or DC or certain spots that, um, you know what I'm saying, since in the same to nineties, no more, you know what I mean? You right. got to know how to carefully and articulately talk about a subject, bring it up. And so nobody's offended. You just can't come out like the nineties no more. Like, you know, Hey, you know, yeah, you know, <laughs> you, you take it, you know, you, you take it in the ass, you take this to the chin. <laughs> you, can't, yeah. you can't come out yeah, like you can't so say my that. Thing no is, more, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I'll, I'll go. Cause people like that. Hey, I want to see that old Jeff jam. And then when I give him to you, you're like, oh shit, you know, yeah. cancel his ass. No, right. no, you want to, he's there. He's a click away. But, you know, yeah. I, I adjust my set for the environment that I'm in because, you know, you you may have some people out there. I have people that are been watching me for over 37 years. I've been in the business 37 years. So they're either 60s and 70s right now. So what do you uh, still so enjoy let me, about? Let me ask you this. Okay. Though. Sorry, go ahead. In the, but in, in adjusting your jokes, can you still talk about the subject matter though? Like you Ooh, said, whatever. like yeah, you don't stop. I, I, you don't stop doing it. You just adjust it. Yeah, I, well, I adjust it, and it, and if it's not the right format, I I don't have a, I don't I just don't have a set list that I play. Right. You know what I'm saying? I don't. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I got, I make up jokes, you know, right on the spot that day, right in front of me. I cook it like Benny Hanna. What you need? Blah, blah, blah. Right. Half of that time is just right out of my mind. And that's why I read a lot, so I can bring up a subject, and I'm literally writing a new joke while I'm right there. And that's. Everywhere I go, I'm literally writing a new joke because that's my first time in that city. This time, I could have been in that city a hundred times and on that stage, but this is my first time this time today, and this is my experience. So I'll turn that right into um, whatever, and then I can integrate all, other, other jokes. But I, I, I usually get a gauge of who's out there, what minds am I talking to, right. um, and 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 if they're you know my my key audience is the ages are like from thirty to sixty. Right. So, so, uh, and if the, the main ones are 40 and 50, because literally that's the biggest crowd. I mean, they standing up 50 year olds like they're 25. They coming out like, yeah. we, we with you. We've been with you for years now. <laughs> so it's like, okay. So I still have my responsibility to give them what they want, but also respect the fact that their parents may like me. Their parents may be, I, I had a 78 year old lady. She loved me. She was, but 
30 years ago, she wasn't 78. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) She was 50. He was 48. You know what I'm saying? So it's like people that grow with your career, um, it's a blessing to still keep dragging them with you, man. And and you don't really see them unless you go out. So I know that I have a bona fide, you know, organized adult audience that's always going to pay no matter what the ticket is um, because they know they're going to they're gonna get some good comedy. I'm not going to be on a show with, you know, with somebody that's going to be disrespectful uh, to the culture, to the audience, to the experience, to the relevancy of right now. Because it's like, you know, that's, you know, you can piss people off. And, and I've done that before. Now, when you go out now, when you do a show, how many acts are actually going up before you other than the host? It depends on what it is. Um and where I where and where I, where I'm at in the show. Um, if I'm on a show like one of these big old tours, you know what I'm saying? Then it, 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 whoever getting paid more the most money going on last. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hey, hey, Gary Owens, don't be trying to go on in the middle. You get you getting all that cheese? Get your ass in the end. <laughs> <laughs> right. Take that heat. Take that heat. You know now you you have a saying every time you're in the airport about to jump on wheels up. Is that something yeah. you, why do you say, is that a reason you say that? Or is it something behind that? Well, well, wheels up, wheels up. That means I'm flying out. It's just something to say, wheels up, wheels down. Let people know that I'm on my way. Okay. It's, it's just another thing to say I'm on my way. So wheels up. Yeah, I just you know, didn't know if it was anything it. behind it. Um, what part of it no, do you enjoy? No, it's just, that's just people know. And everybody's, everybody's like, you always go on somewhere. But that's letting people know that wheels up, I'm leaving. I'm somewhere in the air. So, you know what I'm saying? You know, if you want to pray for me, pray for me. If you know I'm on the way, you know I'm on my way. Right. Yeah. That's when I was like, oh, okay, he's traveling. What part of it do you are you do you still enjoy after 30 plus years? What's the best part of it for you still, besides the money? No, I'm, well, you know, I don't do it for the money. I, I mean, I do it for um, because you know sometimes you know you can't pay me what you know what the room can't give you. Right. You can't right. go to these cities and these cities and you know what I'm saying if I'm close, you can't give me what I get in the A city or B city. So. I try to adjust to the environment, you know what I'm saying? Especially if tickets ain't, you know, it's a $15 or $20 town, you right. know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it ain't about the money. So what part of it's it do you enjoy then? Just what? that, man. It's kind of like being a a, a a preacher, you know what I'm saying? Traveling around, um, healing people with my jokes. You know what I'm saying? That's what I love about that part. Come in and then, and then I don't have the same sermon all the same time. And if I do, you know, if you've been in a church before and you, you know that, okay, this is around this time that... This particular preacher is going to talk, start service, talking about yeah. this new wine. You're like, okay, I heard that before. And then, but now you may hear it a different way. Right. And now I, since I've grown, you know, some of my jokes have grown with me. And it's like, wow, I was before my time. But this this joke has, has grown now because my son is grown or my daughter is grown. Right. And now she's going through this. So I've set up a skeleton to put meat put you know to put blood and organs around you know what i'm saying yeah of all kind of jokes where people are like okay well how is your daughter doing? how is your son doing i heard that joke about him what is he doing now right so it, people that follow you, you they, they kind of know where your pain is and and you guys were talking earlier uh, about something and i was saying um I, I didn't catch the end of it but um i mean what you guys are into and and i was trying to say that uh um i mean that that's a comedian's job man your job is to grow with you and with the you know with life right. and and we are the we are we are the hero we are the you know they, they said that um um in the court the court justice is what they used to call us right yeah. we're the only ones that wouldn't get punished because we told the truth right right 
Now let me ask and you if this. you didn't like the truth, you were a target. You know what I'm saying? And that's who we are, man. We we are we've been we've been that way. We are we're the ones that we could be. Is he drunk? Is he, that's what I said? Drunk man's mind or kids tell the truth. And comedians, we tell the truth. You know what I'm saying? Real ones do. And it's our it's our point to tell the truth. And if you don't like it, you can't use tyrancy. You can't use um which they're trying to do with Dave Chappelle. Right. You can't use your platform to try to suppress the truth. No. Right. Now right. all the years I've known you, and it's been over thirty years, I've always seen you rip. I've never seen you have a bad show. Have you actually ever bombed? Um, I wouldn't say bomb, but I I I would say I haven't performed to you know what I'm saying to the to the level of what I wanted to, and uh, it's probably because of money situations. Um, I, you know, like, <laughs> these niggas ain't got my money. <laughs> Joe, you ain't killing tonight. I ain't get paid tonight. <laughs> uh, That's funny. funny. You know, hey, so, hey, you, so, know, you, know, saying, hey, you know when you feel it, but when you feel like you got this fucked over, you like, hey, hold on, what the fuck? Yeah. Like you know, one crowd, I'm like, he's supposed to be three hundred, and I get this like two thousand. This venue supposed to be a, it's a this is a Walmart we even performing in. I thought this was swept in other venues. Right. And yep. and then man, they must have had like fifteen, sixteen hundred people in there and still pulling out stuff. Two thousand at the end of the night. I'm like, we had a weekend rate, dude. This is this is like concert. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And yeah. then they had a crowd where um then they then then the, their audience was uh full of people that had just been through some type of domestic violence. Some abuse, right. <laughs> and, and they was they was putting up people with testimonies. They was crying and bringing flowers like in between each set. Right? Oh, that must have looked like chopped steak to you. You probably like, oh lord. Right? So, Tom, so Tony Roberts went up like right before that. Then they, you know, he did this thing, had him there, but he don't really do no, you know, my type of humor. Right. right. Uh, I mean, if he do, you know, what I'm saying he borrowed it, but. Uh, <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying. Sure. He got the music going. You know, he got whatever it is. So uh, then, they, then, they, then I was like, I was ready to go up and kill. Like, okay, cool. He got the energy, bam. Man, they brought somebody up there crying about ten minutes of speech. So I just made a joke about it, and I didn't, I didn't really know what this was about. And the whole audience has been through that shit. But I did some, you know, whoop your ass jokes. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, what are you doing? Now, because I followed you on one post where you had listed, um, you were somewhere in Atlanta and you came back. You were somewhere you was like, it ain't right tonight, yo. So I'm not gonna be there. The show still gonna. Oh go no, on. that yeah, that that was uh, that, that shit was, was hilarious View. to me. That was Comic View live. That was like, um, you know, I've I try to help a lot of black businesses, GBGB, get back, get black, help promoters you know, have an idea. And, you know, for a while, after a while, when you, you know, you, yeah, I've been doing this dude since I was a kid, man. You know what I'm saying? Even before I was born, putting up stuff, wanting to be exactly where I'm at. I know bullshit when I hear bullshit. Right. I see bullshit when I see bullshit. I went to school for marketing and I'm doing this. And when you are just using God and all these other little happy little things, but you still, you know what I'm saying? Uh, on that bullshit mm-hmm. and yeah. you want to use everybody else's time, money, ideas, you know what I'm saying? And still ride on that and still thinking you're going to be with him in the end. It's like, it's, you know, sometimes you just get out, you got to get out the car. Yeah. And I had to get out that car because it was like, dude, if I'm here to bring this to another level and we're going to another level and then, you know what I'm saying? We're going to kill and we say, okay, we got six shooters. And on the day of, you're talking about, well, 
you know, and I mean cameras, but I'm saying, look at it as a, if we go in an okay corral, right. you know and I'm saying we all set up, we ready to go. We got, you know, I'm hired, got these people for the, whatever we're at. We go from six cameras to five cameras, to four cameras, to three cameras, to one camera. Like, right. dude, we can't, how the fuck you think you'll make something happen with a camera? With a camera, yeah. One camera, right. you know what I'm saying? So it was, it was that type of situation. So you put my people in situations at the last minute to like, you know, it's like you got people lives and times and when you already drew somebody down for the brother deal, brother deal, and you ain't got still got the deal, and still, still got the deal, and you want them to go down again, and you think people just gonna show up on good spirit, man. What I'm gonna do is show up and beat your motherfucking ass <laughs> if I show up with do. the crew, yeah. and not the crew you think gonna have cameras, motherfucking my shooters. Now, so your boy, so so so, so, so to cut that, I don't even, man. I'm going with it. You know what I'm saying? And, that, and that's what that was about. You know, I'm for real about mine. So you know, if I gotta if I gotta talk to you, I gotta put my hands on you. Come on, man. It well, ain't you understand that? What? What he just said? I mean, listen, I don't I'm gonna go to another subject that I know he's he and this guy right here, Ohio State, gets excited about is golfing. Oh yeah. Cause that's <laughs> what they seem to do. Uh, hey man, let me, you said you talking about the mad turtle in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the mad turtle. That's some <laughs> whole mad turtle be running, be running from it. Mad turtle be running from it. I mean, man, that's so, okay. Look, man, that's Joe, okay. Joe, that's Joe, a whole, Joe. think I run from him. Now that's a whole. I, I want to keep the friendship. That's why I don't I'm somewhat it. envious, but <laughs> I'm not a golfer. But I am. I love the camaraderie that you guys have. Mm -hmm. You golfer guys. I mean, you, Chris Spencer. Yeah. Buddy Lewis, yep. Joe Torrey, yep. Alex Thomas, Alex Thomas, who got me into it. Is it a is, is it as much joy as it seems like you guys are having out there? Yes. Oh man, it, it is total therapy, man. I mean, you you gotta. I wish I'd joy. I wish I would have started uh, when they tried to get me into it back in the day. But I was, you know, I'm yeah. a energy aggressive guy. You know, men are to, you know about building the testosterone and getting it pumped up. So basketball, you need immediate results. And golf is an individual mind game. That's why I say it's therapy. I go out there by myself because you're only playing against yourself. You know? yeah. I ain't playing, playing against Dan. Right. I ain't playing, playing against nobody else. I'm playing against the, the voices in my head, the uh, you know, the 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 practice, the peace. It's all about a, a, a command of focus that you need to do, and it's only a certain amount of athleticism that you can have that's going to take you so far. I always got away with because I'm an athlete and I can adapt. But when you're trying to get good, 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 good. You know what I'm saying? It's a certain amount of peace you have to have. Joe, would your, you would mind. you agree that in golf, because I tell people this, I believe that after four rounds of golf, I mean four hours of golf with somebody, you can tell what kind of person that person is in life. Would hey, you man, you got that from me. Don't try to act Get like the hell out of here. Pleasurism on the show. Oh, my God, Joe. You don't that shit. I have the question. Hey, hey, no, don't even try that. Now, check this out. This is what I say. I said maybe the only thing I agree with Donald Trump is, and this is where I get it from. I said, he says, you know, um, in golf is real, a real testing point. You can learn a lot about an individual after you play a, a round of golf with them. Yeah. Because that's four hours. And no matter if they can play or not, golf will let you know if mm. you are quitting or you're a cheater. Cheater. Or you are or you're patience. not a team person. Can you recover? Can you recover? Can you recover? How do you, do you recover? You How, how's your attitude? Because yeah. if, if we're working on something and if I can't stand to be around you after four hours. And why the fuck would I work with exactly. you? Exactly. Nothing. Yeah. Are you trying to willing to take lessons? But at the same time, if you can't play, the person that's playing with you, they can be able to play, but they can be an asshole. They may not be a teacher or a leader. They may be in their own world. It's the energy that you get was like, well, 
even if I can't play, but if I'm on a different team, how can we make each other better? Because we all got different skills. Mm -hmm. And I can do golf. You need to be able to drive, putt, and chip. I I, I would say golf is the only sport that even a Klansman has to be nice to you if you hit a good shot. Like, good shot, nigga. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Now, it's a difficult game. which they start hey, after a while. They start. They start being nice. Start, yeah, they yep. Start walking through your shots and hurrying and doing stupid shit to throw you off. Once they know you a black man that can play, they gonna treat like, you nice. Uh, what you What you do for a living? Yeah. All oh, right. That's real tough. Real now, tough. now, what do you have? Clubs? You have your own clubs? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just you guys have your own. Clubs. Oh, I mean, the clubs in the in back of the car right is, now. Is it an expensive yeah, sport? Yes. No. Clubs. Hey, my clubs, my bowling ball. Man. Yeah. They, hey, they ready to go. Are you a bowler? What? Come on, what? Hey, let me answer this. Let me. Uh, we'll send it there. We get out every Tuesday, Wednesday nights. Come get yours. We'll send where, the, where, where do you? We, yeah, oh, I'll Corbin be there. Bow. Corbin mm-hmm. Bow, man. Okay. We'll send the question to Joe, but to answer that, because a lot of people ask me this, golf is really not an expensive sport. Once you buy your no. clubs, you you just you're really paying maybe forty fifty dollars for the round. It's not. People think it's expensive because when you go there, you pay so much. But would you agree, Joe, or not? I mean, I don't. Once you your clubs can become exp- uh, expensive, but after you get them, you own them. No, nah, you're left well, handed. Right? I'm right handed. Golf, golf can become expensive. It depends on how you're using it and what's in your pocket. Right. Yeah, if you're gambling, um, yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, you know, because if you're doing a country club, then it's expensive. Um, but you're writing it off and you're mm-hmm. doing business. Yeah. Um, everything you do to that, I literally, you know, golf is therapy for me. So oh. I, I can write that shit off because that's I, I will. I get I can heal myself better than another person can tell me that. You know what I'm saying? I go out to I go out. When I go out sometimes, I'm just, I'm just praying, man. I just Yo, you can write that God. off? Say what? You can really write that off? Yeah. Yeah. No, man, no, yeah. That's, that's I mean, legit. Yeah. Oh, shit. All right. Man, you I never knew that shit. You better learn your tax stuff. See, that's See, Ohio State, Lincoln University. It's a different see at that that different Lincoln, tax, that right. Lincoln Ohio State. So <laughs> there you go. That's why he was elected to Alumni Hall of Fame. Black College oh, Alumni good. Hall of Fame. That's good. Them white boys didn't teach you that, Ohio well, they State. Did. Now, this would be an interesting question for Joe because I watched I, your podcast. I'm in, the, hey, I'm in the Comedy Hall of Fame, too. Oh, okay. okay. Well, you ain't got to rub that in. Yeah. Yeah. Really yeah. Yeah. Let us that. get to that point, yeah. please. None yeah. of us are in yeah. any kind. Thank you very much. Yeah. Now, y'all <laughs> doing your podcast, now, he's in the league. What type of player would he be? Oh, oh yeah. Oh. We were... Okay, what happened? This is how it... Um, because you were who? You were. Uh, we were talking. Who we were, was I? We were saying uh, uh, comedians and, and pairing them up. What kind of basketball player, basketball player we like? What year? Da- what, Dave what, Chappelle was right. was Jordan, right? Was, no, no. Eddie Murphy no. is Jordan. No, Eddie was Jordan. Eddie Murphy is Jordan. Richard Pryor is Bill Russell. Right. And Cosby was somebody was you know. Who, who? Protus, do you remember what we said? Lewis and I were. No, they said I was. Um, one guy said I was. Uh, I was AC Green. <laughs> right, right. And then what they say? They gave me one. Like what they? I forgot. Okay, so oh, oh, oh. Uh, they John gave you Star- John Starks. John oh, John, Star- yeah, John Starks. They so, gave me John. Well, Starks. Joe Torrey would be. Let's see. No, no, who would Joe? Who will you be, Joe? No, no we gotta no, give. We gotta I, give it to Joe. Y'all, we gotta give. Y'all gotta Joe back. The, y'all gotta back that out. Yeah, y'all gotta ask me my list. All right, go ahead. All okay, right. so um, who's Michael Jordan? Who's Michael Jordan? So no, no, no. You start with Michael Jordan. We're gonna start. We gotta start at the center. You can't. I don't give a fuck. Okay. Start at the center. Okay, so, so the center, the center, the center to me would be Bill Cosby. Okay. I, okay. Um, okay. For real. Okay. If you don't, if you don't understand that mastery right there, brother. Well, yeah, no, mastery. we we he's Bill Russell. He's he's yeah. the first no, one. No, no, yeah, he he he's 
Well, if you if you were exactly, he would yeah. be the Bill Russell. Yeah, he yeah, won yeah. all the rings, eleven rings. He, he would be and showed you how to do that shit right. in all environments, all type. Because Bill, Bill been doing this shit for a minute. Right. You know okay. what I'm saying? I spy. Yeah. He, he taught you how to do the shit. I he was. So all right, who's Michael? Joe, we're not Joe. We're not going by position. We're going by you pick a person. Like who's Michael Jordan? Like who's Jordan? No, no, that's that. But I'm I'm I'm, I'm trying to give you that. I'm trying to give you that. Um, Michael Jordan would be uh, Richard Pryor. Okay. All right. Uh, all right. Period. Why? Because because of the fact that everybody, you, it's like when they have the Kobe and the Michael Jordan uh, debate. Well, who was Kobe if he ain't seen Michael? So okay. Jordan. Well, so you wouldn't think that that Richard Pryor would be the logo. Damn. He'd be oh. the logo. Yeah, Rich Pryor would be the logo. All right. So exactly. then who would be, that's, would that's, be that's who everybody that's who everybody calls the GOAT. Right. right. The real so, GOAT. Richard so he'd Pryor. be the logo. So he'd be, he'd be the logo. Okay. So he would be the Michael Jordan. For real. Because oh, what what shot didn't Richard Pryor hit? No, I'm with you. We we agree with you. No, we agree with you. There's no wrong answer. There's like there's no right or wrong. We no. just want to know. No, who would you be though? No, no, who's Kobe? Who's, who's Kobe? Kobe? No, let him go with this list first. Who's Kobe? Who's Kobe? Who's Kobe? Eddie Murphy, Kobe. Yeah. Eddie yeah. Murphy, Kobe. Yeah, Eddie Murphy came out taking he came right. out taking numbers. Who's LeBron? Well, 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 because because of the fact that, you know, he had time to study. You know what I'm saying? Kobe when you have time to Eddie study, Murphy? see, you don't know. Richard Pryor wanted to be Bill Cosby. Right. Got it. Got it. Wait a minute. Got it. Most of his stuff come from that. From so Bill so um, Jordan Kobe wouldn't see come from Jordan. Jordan wouldn't Say be what? no, Jordan wouldn't be um Richard? I would say Chappelle would be LeBron. Okay. Only because of the fact that, you know what I'm saying, they go through the same shit. Up, they down, they cancel, they this, they that. They got the frame. They did it around. They do it. Chappelle is. Yeah, he Chappelle came. Is, yeah, Chappelle, Chappelle came is, in the league young. Yeah. Hey, hey, Chappelle came in the league and young. He's like, see, you see where I'm going with it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And he got the benefits of everybody else. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? He just happened to fall into a good time where his comedy is accepted because, you know, I mean, he's already, really. Dave Chappelle's an OG. So he right. kind of just yeah. kind of like took time off, came back. That's true. And he was a kind of a martyr, like LeBron was. All right, well, he then who's Cleveland? We did going to Miami, going, coming back, having that shit, leaving the, you know yes. what I'm saying? Bernie Mac. So I would oh, put him there. Oh, who's Bernie Mac? Yeah, so who's Bernie Mac then? Because Bernie who's Mac Bernie is Mac? Bernie Mac is considered now, no, but unfortunately, hold on, hold on, Jeff, because he passed. They've kind of because he well, no. I mean, he was the man. <laughs> he was the man, but you know, he, they've been talking a lot about Bernie, on you know, and elevating him up there. So, who would Bernie Mac be? Um, as a starting five? No, just no, just, just, just just as, as a comedian. As, I mean, as a, in the league in the, in the NBA. Who, oh, who, yeah, let me interrupt that. Hold up, before, Mac, you know who Bernie Mac would be in the league? Okay. No, before you answer that, before you go to Bernie, you got to go to Robin. You can't put Bernie before Rob. Well, we're not putting him before. No, 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 Jeff. We're not. It's not about the comedian. We're just saying if the, it's not about a ranking. Yeah, it's about who who, who is who. He is. Jeff, who, see, who, now who, I know why. I know why you got a, rid of him. It's a comparison. No, well, who is? If you, yeah, I got you. I got you. Got you. Got you. Bernie Mac would be more like um, uh, who would he be? In the league? He would be. Um, it's right on tip my tongue too. Um, as far as as far as as far as a talkative great NBA player, Moses Malone. Okay. See, I'm I'm looking no. at Bernie and Steph Curry. No. No. So, no. No. Just dominating. Cat. Cat. Because they said Cat Williams was Allen Iverson. He I did say Cat was Allen. 
He did say Bernie, I don't but, but, see Bernie. Bernie. They, they so who's Steph? The same lifestyle. Somebody got to be but Steph. I would go with Bernie with Dr. J. Yeah. Nah. Uh, I would see. I'm thinking Robin Harris more like Dr. Dr. J. J. Yeah. No, 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 no. Robin. Let's see. Let's see. If Doc, you is, knew, Doc is up there though. Nah, I can't. Now, now let me let, let me tell you something. You got you got to know. You got to you got you got to know the players. Moses Moses fifty greatest. Yes. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. I didn't give him. Yeah. I didn't give But Bernie, you got to understand. Bernie. Bernie. Uh. You know. Bernie. Bernie was a, a particular type of style. You know what I'm saying? So you knew he was country. You knew he was coming like that, that, that here. You know what I'm saying? Or that's Midwest. You know, he he was a different kind of, you know, um, I wouldn't say, you know, um, I, and if you knew Mark, because I know how Moses is. You know what I'm saying? But just tell it like it is. Uh, when you're talking about great players in the league, and he gonna, he going to give you a consistent motherfucking uh, silence 20, and ten, you know, on nights you you know he just talking shit to you. I mean, for real. I mean, you know. So, well, then who's now when I talk about the greats, but Doctor J, no, no, that's a whole nother. Yeah, that's a okay. So okay, then who's that's the, the, the last one? That's all of us. Who, who would you say Steph would? All of us. I don't know. I don't one. know who Steph is. I'm gonna Steph tell you who I think Joe is, is though. Okay, okay, who's Joe? Who's Joe? Let's do Joe. Let's do Joe because we got to get ready. Get out of here. Yeah. I would say Steph. DC Young Fly compare me to who Steph is. Come no, and, and I say this for a reason. I only say that because you can't put him with the greats, but it seems like this motherfucker, every shot he shoot, he hit. Yeah, yeah, he's funny. He's so funny. He's, he's... And, and and not only that, he's very respectful. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. No, he's, I... um, he's, he's wanting to learn. He's always in a situation where he's, you know, where like, you know, I mean, you know, he's got more talents than he want to show. But he's very humble, very respectful. Always wanting to learn, and whenever you get a shot, he hit that motherfucker. No, I've been I, I on shows with him where I've seen it. I get, okay, now so Joe, as a young, as a young, but I wouldn't. Steph Curry's not with the greatest. He ain't right. on Mount Rushmore. All right, no. so now but before we go, from, before we go, we got to do you. I have you. I have who I think he is. Okay, I think I have my. I think uh, I who he is too. Okay, you have yours. Yeah. All right. I think he's Isaiah Thomas. Okay. That's a good one. That's a good one. I, attitude. I, I want to hear why. Oh, because his attitude. He, he, he went and got his. He got his two rings. Yeah, he got it, yeah. And, you know, they tried to diss him, and then he went to coaching, and, he, <laughs> you know, he's and his, he's all about education with his family, yeah. his mom. That would be good, yeah. He's, you know, he's 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 respected. You know, he's straight up respected we'll in the that. academic world. I'll give him that one. That I think that's a okay. good one. Okay, who, who, what, what about us? Uh, Hold on, we got a chat room. So somebody in the chat room, what did they say? No, what did Jeff say? Okay, so in the chat room, they said that um, Kevin Hart is uh, Spud, no. Um, yeah, Spud McKenzie. Okay. Spud. All right, All right never, never mind. And then Bernie, Bernie Mac is Spud Charles McKenzie. Barkley. No. And, uh, or Patrick Ewing. No, because no, no, they no. didn't win rings. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Mine would be, and it's because of the love I have for him. It would have to be, I like yours, Isaiah Thomas, but I have to go with before that, uh, Gus Williams. Gus. Come on, for me? Yes. Oh, it was okay. Spud Webb, my bad. But hey, but you played with me before, so you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Gus. Jeff was um, actually good on it. it hey, hey, that's a I would joke. say, I would say actually Stockton. No, because he 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 didn't win rings. 
Gus got a ring. No, hold on. Gus got a ring. We did not okay. pick ball players that all had rings. No, if they in the league, he's he's, he's won. In the league? But he's won championships. He's been in, in films, TVs. Okay. So that's that's rings. He's, so we, he so we can only do rings? No, certain people have no, rings. Just, let's just and give me somebody black. <laughs> <laughs> No, you, you. I mean, we, you, we talk about stars. Okay, okay. Let's no, he go. like you. He like Gus Williams to me. All right, then I would say no. if you want to go with someone with rings, that no, I don't think anyone's ever said I would go Scottie Pippen. Then. Nah. No. Okay. No, he's Gus not. Williams. No, he's not Scottie. Not Scottie. Pippen. I'm not Scottie. No, no, you're not Scottie. Joe. Hey, no, because <laughs> Joe, no, because he led his team. Isaiah led his team. Joe's not a second yeah. banana guy. Pippen's a Gus wasn't. Let's huh? let his team. Okay, but Isaiah, I'm you connecting. You keep changing the goalposts, bro. No, I'm connecting it with. His his rings, his um, education, his coaching at that high level. Poetic justice is high level. Right. Okay. Hey, hey, Lewis, yeah. nobody's wrong about why they pick what they pick. Because in basketball, Jeff will tell you, uh, people are going to gravitate towards you how their energy feels that you can bless them. And if they don't see you like that, then they don't expect you to see them in a certain light. Right. All right. So, let's, let's give Jeff. So, 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 we, no, so, so, what your perspective is because I mean, and that's how you get the best for real. Nothing's wrong with anybody's point. That's how you get the best out of out of everybody in life. Okay. Once you understand their strength and their strength to you and how you see them, then that's 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 the perfume. That's the cook. That's the way you like your eggs. And exactly. there's nobody wrong with that. You know what I'm saying? And that, and that's why you know that's how you see it. Because wait till you see how how I said who I see myself. So okay, who? Go ahead. I, well, and this, you know, you, you remember the Boston Strangler? <laughs> Did he play in the league? Oh. Yeah. Andrew right. Tony, baby. There you go. Oh, oh Philly. yeah. Go. Well, at, least went, at least you went Philly. That was either uh, one of them or uh, Benny Johnson microwave. Oh, I could yeah. go with I could go nah, with Andrew ben, Tony. Hey, Benny, oh, how about Vernon Maxwell? Hey, hey, yo, Vernon oh, yeah. Maxwell. I can go with, I can yeah. see not, I can see him being what's his name, Sam Cassell too. Sam now, real Cassell. quick, who do you see? Who do you see Lewis as? Now we talk. Now we talk. Now, real quick, who do you see Lewis as? Lewis, Lewis tried to play basketball. <laughs> uh, Lewis, Lewis is on the bench, ain't he? <laughs> 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 no, nah, he's sick. Wait, the chat. The chat room hey, you know said. Hey, you know, I see Lewis as. Who? I see Lewis. Lewis as. <laughs> What's what's for real though? And this is this and this is and this is this is a good one. Um, damn, he was a coach. Casey the Jones. Celtics, Casey, Jones. Casey Jones. The shooter. Casey for Jones. Boston Celtics back in the eight. Casey uh, Jones. Danny. Danny. Oh, Danny Ainge. Daddy Ainge. <laughs> hey, we gonna end on that. Hey, wait, Joe, wait, 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 wait. Um, Sweet Willy Wonka says um, that's a compliment. Lewis Daddy Dix Ainge. is Lynn Bias. He had potential, but then his oh, career. That's sorry. Hey, yeah. we gotta go. We got. <laughs> he ain't do Danny yeah. to me. Oh well, there you go. Danny, real quick. Okay, who am I in the league? Who you in the league, Danny? Yeah. Hey, you know who you are. You are. Um, what's that? Uh, What's the coach? You used to coach my man too. He used to um Mark Jackson. He used to play for Houston. Rudy Kamjanovich. Um, no, no, black. And he helped he helped everybody with their drug problem. Oh, um, oh, Lucas. Yeah, Lucas. John Lucas. Yeah, John Lucas. I'll take John that. John Lucas. I'll take yeah, that. Yeah, you take that with the flashy ass, ugly ass suit. <laughs> He'll give a fuck what kind of woman he with or, <laughs> or what he's doing. Yeah, I'll take that uh, though. That's, that's but, a good one. Lucas is a good but one. But he's just happy. He happy about being him. 
That's today. right. And who would I be? Jeff Arnold. My God, you would be um <laughs> <laughs> my guy or my God, one of them. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I you know, you know who you would be? You would be Cedric Sabacos. Oh, I take that one. Yeah, game. Yeah, get in, get out. You know, you 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 know, you you know how you do. You know your role. Play well. You have no problem with that stuff. The energy and your shit. But motherfucker, look around and you had twenty two skull on their ass. You ain't trying to be the main motherfucker. If you if I gotta be, I will. But play your role. You do your shit. I score when I have to. But you look up. I didn't have twenty two on your ass. Exactly, I take that. Uh, man, thank you for. Th- all right, Joe, thanks for joining us. Joining Wait, us, man. Over, over, over. Yeah, no, thank you, Joe, man. Much love, man. Be safe when you Happy go. Happy holidays up. to you and the family, Happy yo. Holidays. Meet you, the bro. Oh, that's right, man. Y'all gotta yep. be, yeah, be drinking in the afternoon. I, I gotta go pick up my kids and shit. All right, <laughs> well, just stay in the right lane. All right, all right. later. I know I ain't picking them up. I'm joking. Oh, okay. <laughs> hey, uh, I'm Lewis Dicks. I'm Danny Green, and welcome back. And Jeff Arnold. Jeff, welcome back, baby. Are you coming back next week? Yeah, I'm not, I'm back. All right, we just we, we just we're gonna ask that every week. Well, are you out of town next week? Yes, I am out of town next week. So I mean, we'll, um, it'll just be us. Yeah, I mean, I'm Fresno with uh Andre Covington and Buddy Lewis. So Andre Covington, I said hello. He's yeah. still doing his thing up north, right? Yeah, he, yeah, he's got another room now because he's not doing a casino no more. So if you want me to, yeah, let yeah. you guys know, yeah, that let him know that. Yeah. yeah, we'll come with Garrett Morris. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, boss lady. We're out. At code three, be safe.